You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Federation, Norm and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our hands as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has shipped my US bulge book and cards. Mm. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au a podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Hascrabs Gosling. Has what? Has Crabs Gosling. Has Crabs. And Lee, and Lee doesn't have Crabs, Pardell. No, I know of. Welcome to episode 61, the one where we fixate on Shermans. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we will is be it doing... Lee's rash? <laughs> My Sherman rash. It's, bur- it's burning down south. That's why, it's, that's why we call it a Sherman rash. Oh. Yeah, oh, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of American Civil War here there for you. Um, yeah, so tonight we'll be looking at um, faces, spaces, something, something. we we'll talk about what we've been painting. We will then be doing news in the front, which is about what we've been playing. We'll then be doing a, a reader feature, um, reader reader supplied you and whose army. We'll then be doing an officer answers, and then we'll be talking about what events, including warfare, and then shooting and scooting. We have people who read podcasts because <laughs> it's impressive. Yes, yeah. Wow. Oh, you and your blog. I have to switch between medium. It's, it's quite hard. So. You can't quite code switch that quickly. No. Um, yeah, so. Duncan, what have you been painting? Um, I've been painting quite a bit. I've finished off my Soviets mainly for um, Warfare because I've actually sent my list in now. So I've committed, <gasps> you should be committed, committed to, what you're to using. Soviets that I haven't... <laughs> well, exactly. I've not... not uh, it's, it's a bit strange because I've not played the game with them either. So it's, it's bound to go awfully, frankly. Didn't you do this um, last so year well, fin- the year before that? I do, this, I do this every year. I don't know why I bother. I think my New Year's resolution is going to be to just yeah, do what you you were talking about the other year, which is just stick to something and play it in, play it to death in preparation. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got, I did that yeah. over two years and I've played about three games, but then have only played about three yeah. games. <laughs> well, this, this is it. I mean, the time the time for uh, the time for practice has been limited this year anyway. But yeah, it's it's not gone well. We have got a couple of weeks though, as of recording. We have, but my main opponent's uh, actually self isolating at the moment because his family's come down with COVID. So um, <laughs> could be interesting. <laughs> But that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. So get in your so, bike, actually, um, yeah. Eddie, and get the crawly. So. Yeah. Exactly. Is, is it 1 a.m. yet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But no, my army's fine. My army's painted. So that's fine. I'm all right with that. If, if nothing else, it's, it'll be fine. So I, I, I actually decided to go for the Soviet forward group in the end. So okay. the forward, um, yeah, forward group, I think it is, is the command card, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. that required me to paint up four more T3485s. So I've got two units of those now. Um, uh, I also painted up five SU-100s because I thought I'm going to take some of those because they give you proper high-end AT and I had 25 points left when I picked all the other bits so um, I painted up all five of them so I had five but I'm interested to see how they get on because the cross isn't very good but then I was thinking that I don't remember last time we were at Warfare there was tons of terrain probably not I'm thinking, well maybe that'll yeah, be right. it's quite sparse boards, so, yeah I mean they're veterans as well like true veterans, they're forced to hit as well in a Soviet list, which is nice. And they've got a you know veteran blitz, so we'll see how we get on. I mean, they might not be junk, but you know they're only they're only in there as a support unit, and the eighty fives are still pretty hefty. T four eighty five. So um, I, I did so, I did like painted. Oh, sorry. Go 
I, d- I did like Martin's reasoning when he was exp- when he was trying to when he talked you around to it. So it's yeah, I had a good chat with Martin. It was a flip, it was a coin cost, a coin cost, a coin toss between those and the SU one two twos or ISU sorry one two two. Yeah. So the ISUs have got a, a better armor and a better cross, um, but they've got a slightly less AT at fourteen rather than fifteen, um, and they've also got the problem where they're hit on threes rather than fours. Mm. So. I don't know how much the problem I found was that even front armor 10, even at long range, is completely impervious. No. So maybe the fours are better because you know you've still got to hit something then, and they've got front armor, um, yeah. you know, front armor seven. So you know, it's not it's not a slouchy thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're fine. Um, so they're done. And then the, the last thing for the forward group oh, sorry, the two more things I painted for the forward group. So uh, SU 17s or ZSU 17s, so the um, half tracks with the quad 50s. Yep. Because they're in formation and they're only three points, so you may as well. And yeah, then six 82 mil, 82 mil mortars, because they're so cheap. That I was originally had three in, and they're two points, or I thought, well, I can get six for four. So why not add the six and just, you know, if you're going to barrage something, you may as well do it properly. And got no access to smoke anyway, so you might as well just leather whatever you were hitting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on top of that, I painted, uh, I decided to paint a uh, SU 76 formation. So <laughs> just because. Yeah, that was a bit of a stretch. So how many how Sorry? many um how many C seventy sixes that involve? Uh, ten, um, and okay. the command T seventy, and then uh, seven SMG squads and a commissar. So it's got the the because you get the SMGs baked in. It's a surprisingly so good little formation. Cause I keep forgetting I keep forgetting it's got an SMG platoon in that formation. Okay, it makes it surprisingly well rounded. Yeah, well that's the you can, uh, the SU the, there's four SU seventy sixes in my list for the forward command as well because they're in formation. But the, the SU-76 formation as a whole, I think it was, I worked out, it's like 35 points for two five-strong 76 batteries and a T-70. Yeah. And then the, the SMG unit. Um, and I mean, even if you're the SMG unit, the RPG-6 is, because, you know, why wouldn't it? Um, that's quite a nice little formation to add on to as another formation. Yeah. Almost, because, again, you've got baked-in infantry. You've got, you don't have to take, the, the 76 is a three to, it's three to five a unit, or three to six can't remember now, but it's, it's more than three. So the minimum unit size is three. So even if you want to take lots of three strong batteries, you can. And they're still 89. They're not fab, but they're two shots at 89, which is not terrible in late war. It's much better in mid war, but not terrible. And you get a little command T7, which is nice. <laughs> Cute little tank for the Casio. Well, it's just handy because, again, it's a, it's a fully armoured, um, enclosed a tank. And, I, you know, you just go and rumble around and assault things if you really want to. Yep. Or it's got 45 mil gun. Yeah, it's, I think it's overworked, isn't it? Or it's either yeah, overworked yeah. or slow firing. It's one of the two. Um, it's so again, overworked. You know, yeah. 80, 87. Um, yeah, it'll take out armored cars and stuff and like light tanks. Yeah, gotta love it. Exactly. Well, I think I've got you beat this month. Go on, man. <laughs> I have assembled four BA64 scout cars. Okay. Uh, and I have done a dry brush and the flesh on seven Necromunda gangers. Okay. And that is it. Oh. <laughs> so when I said I think, I, I, I think I might have been stretching that a little bit. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> I've done something, though, and something is progress. This is true. How is your list for warfare fully painted? Well, it is what I would call tabletop ready. That's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's got some white stars on. It's not where I want it to be. Um, so, yeah, I could quite comfortably play a game and not feel like I'm shortchanging anyone. Um, I do, however, want to put the like serial number decals and some extra bits and pieces, just finishing touches on them. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's three weeks to warfare. Yeah. Now. 
things we can get back from Dubai. Oh, uh, yeah, please. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, so I've got time to get that done. Um, but yeah, not a whole, not a whole heap going on. Nice. Lots of life changes and things. So, um, been good, been good. I did, however, go to Warhammer World, um, which is fantastic after not being there for many, many a year and seeing the exhibition there. Um, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. If you like GW stuff, it's definitely worth the trip. It's a bit of a long I'll, way. I've got to ask, did Tace find, did Tace find the assassin? Tacey did not find the assassin. She did spend about three hours looking for it. Um, however, I think that is an amazing... So for those of you who know Wait, it, what, was this, what was that then? So in the exhibition, they have lots of display cases of fantastic models. Yeah. Massive. And the very one of the very last things you yeah. want is a... It must be like 30 foot long and two stories tall ultramarines versus defending a, a like a, a gateway versus a chaos attack and there's just this massive spire and the thing is so tall that you, you know you're looking at the spire and it is the spire is two stories tall because you're on the second floor when you enter and the spiral staircase kind of goes around display um it is absolutely breathtaking but every day um there is an imperial assassin hidden somewhere in the city Considering there's something like a hundred thousand models on that board, the thing is, if you can find the Imperial Assassin and tell the staff where it is, they give you an Assassin model for free. So, all right, yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool competition, and you think, oh, this is great, until you realise that the table is like twelve foot wide. Well, not even that. Sorry, it's, it's I, the scale is just something that's breathtaking. You can barely see the middle of it. And there's a sound effect and the light changes, and you you know you could spend easily a whole day and still not find a model. Um, yeah, but what it does do is, if you have the time, it spends you to take the time to look at all the different little bits and pieces going on, and you appreciate quite how phenomenal a, a you know this massive display is. It's not just slapped together, slap dash. There's a lot of thought that's got into the little vignettes, and you know they've got um, assault marines hanging off the side of one of the tower spires and all that kind of stuff. And then right at the top of the tower, there's a um, demon prince versus um, minus Calgar type thing. So it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, Tasey... Yeah, I mean, I went ages ago and they didn't have any of that open, so I was a bit gutted. Yeah, no, it's, it it's just really after cool. they'd reopened. Yeah. So, yeah, the exhibition is well worth it. Um, there's some cool stuff in there as well. Like, there's a, they've got a actual sword that was used in Lord of the Rings. Um, just yeah. some bits and pieces, you know, some some really super old Sistel models and miniatures. Um, and then yeah. they'll. They've got the Forge World Store. They've got all the gaming tables. They've got the Pugman's Bar. It's just a really cool day out. Um, and uh, my biggest achievement is I didn't buy a single thing. So I didn't add anything. I'll be part of shame. That's, that's impressive. You actually passed your willpower check. Really? I totally did. I'm well impressed. Um, although spending all that time looking at that chaos, um, chaos forces, all the cultists, like thousands mm. of cultists attacking this uh, thing. I have added like an entire chaos army to my wish list. At some point, I'll probably end up caving and buying a whole new army. But that's in the future. It's a problem for future, future phase to work. It's it's one of those places where if you don't have a shopping list, you kind of do end up walking around. And I was I was just looking at the stuff that wasn't couldn't get anywhere else. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Exactly. Because I don't really, I really have an awful lot of GW stuff at the moment anyway. So oh, that was quite really fairly straightforward for me. But still, looking at like the Black Library stuff, they got some of the old um, limited edition covers and things like that on there. So yeah, it, they've got nice. stuff just tucked away. Um, yeah. Neil bought an old school yeah. Joseph Bugman dwarf model. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't need it yeah. right now. I've got enough to get on with. 
got about 30 years worth of painting before I need to buy anything else. <laughs> 70 years at the rate I'm <laughs> Yeah. I would not be spinning on the wheel of hobby focus at the moment. Thank you very much. For a while. Well, no, well if it's only consolation, mate, it's, the, it's on the 7th of November and I'm I'm not painting anything. I? I might take the month off, to be honest. I think you deserve it. You have yeah, you have painted like it. You know, a lifetime's worth of models in like three weeks. Or something. Yeah, I think the total was five seventy-two now. That's a that's a lot. It's crazy. Lee, what about you? Um, I, I finished off the twenty-five pounders. I was working on the last episode. Oh nice. Um, yeah. So that's eight twenty-five pounders plus their um quad Morris quad um soft skin oh, transports. Nice. Yep. Yeah, they'll never leave the never leave the yeah. cabinet, but um yeah, we're done. <laughs> so. <laughs> I go, I, 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 well, it's in the box. I've got to do you it. Say that. <laughs> you say that. That we'll play it. We'll play at the barn or something, and you'll end up moving them. If it was, if it was like a mid-war game, well, I was using them as like a, you know anti-tank guns. I could probably see it, but in, in late war, we they just reverse field guns. It's kind of yeah. But I, I think we need to utilize the space that the barn has to do some different types of games in terms of stuff where you have to kind of deploy into the battle as opposed to just, oh, we're already in range, let's start bombarding. Yeah. Like stuff where it's like, okay, your reserves come on from three boards away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. You know, and then Could, do the whole, they like... the Morris? Oh, sorry. Okay, I was going to say, do, do the whole, like, you know, you determine your battle plan and where your reserves are coming on on the map before the battle starts. Yeah. You know, then take it from there. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I just wondered if the um if they use the quads for anything else like tow wise whether you get away with using them for like six pounders or seventeen pounders or something like that. I think they occasionally got used for towing AA guns and the like. Um, they're really sort oh. of like uh, 17, 17 pounders and six pounders basically. Uh, sorry, and twenty five pounders. And even then, the seventeen pounders tend to more often use um half tracks. It's a bit lower. Well, yeah, yeah. across country. I've got the M five. But yeah, so so I got those done. And armored. And armored, yeah. Got some aeronautica, got my, some aeronautica painted. Got their um, new Space Marine path for the starter set, and cracked those out in Blood Angel colours. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, I was trying out a new um, new technique. Love that like, gold. Yeah, exactly. Spraying gold and then overspraying with the Blood Angel. Um, well, actually, I used um, the slightly darker Flesh Terror's red, and then you get this like metallic red effect. It just this gold just still slightly slightly shines through, and it just gets really nice effect to it. But um, I just picked up my Thunderhawk the other day, so I'm going to get the Thunderhawk painted up in the same way. Hopefully. So jealous. But first, before I get to that, <laughs> it's I got huge. some. It's huge. I mean, it's huge by aeronautical standards, yeah. I, I'm still waiting to see the first person on the internet who complains about buying it, maybe it's not a 28mm model or something like that. But um... well, I tried to go to Ford World and say, is this one £26 as well? They, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they compressed, so. Oh, see, obviously they heard that one before, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah but... very tired looking clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roll the eyes. Um but before I get to that, mm. I'm just gonna finish off some Panzer four seventies. Which I'm currently painting up as spotty flat panzers because I got the um, ambush camo scheme. As nice. we talk, I am just dotting them away with a cut off tank barrel. I'm dipping in the paint to get dotting the little yep. and crossing the lowercase panzer four seventy. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, hopefully I'll get like um Along with the Panthers, it gives me best, like a minimum strength you know, formation, as it were. So, nice. yeah, but yeah, being a busy, busy week, um, nice. or month, I should say, almost. Yeah, I think I think you've got your that British whatever you call it green colour. I think you've got that down on pat now. 
Yeah, it's one of those annoying things where there, um, the Morris quads are probably the best example of it, and they're very rarely. I finally nailed it entirely using the airbrush, getting the paint down, all that sort of stuff, and like I say, best examples ever. And they're well, very rarely. You could use one to denote the platoon commander. Yeah. I might just put them, if, if the table's not too crowded, I might just put them on the table anyway, near the guns anyway, just to. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a. Uh, like, I'm going to put the Brits aside for the moment. Probably until the Brit books on the horizon for the bulge, I and mean, then I'll do the comments. And comments, yeah, more, more. A whole, a whole squadron of comments. More comments will ever practically ever be used on the table, but totally worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of using things on tables, news from the front. What games? Yeah. So, what have you guys been playing? Nothing. You haven't, you haven't got any games since this lesson? No. Oh. No, nothing. Douglas been busy painting. Um, yeah. So, well, I had to get a list the other. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> had had brain freeze and stared at it for, for you know three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got invited to go play a game at the barn. And I was super excited. I was going to take Russians, mm-hmm. which is why I built this BA sixty fours. Then I realised that actually, even trying to min max a Russian list to get the smallest number of models I could, as I'd be on my motorcycle, <laughs> I still had quite a few tank holes. So I thought, sod that, I bother. I'll just take Germans instead. Um, so I ended up with a 13 strong Tiger army. 13? Oh my god. 3, 4, 5, 6. 13? No, not 13. I'm thinking that, that 13 is the full list from Kampf Group Hummel. Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8. 8. <laughs> 8 on 9. Oh, I can't remember. Was it, just, was it just Tigers? It was just Tigers. It was nothing but Tigers. Nothing uh, else? Nope. Don't need anything else. Just uh, Wow. I think I started off with a platoon of four, platoon of three, and then one in a HQ. And I think I swapped it. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to find the list now. I was just trying to look at the photos and just trying to find the pop photos of it to see it. With the... Well, they're yeah. about what? How many points are they per tank? Like eight? Is that right? About eight? Like, yeah. I think I did it. So, yeah. So I made it so I only had the one platoon in reserve, it says, because I was a bit worried about reserve platoon was fine. It was what ended up on the board. It wasn't quite. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, I did tell a lie. I did have two Pumas. Uh, two Pumas, that gives, you, that gives you all the edge. Yeah, I had, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so here you go. It was a HQ of two Tigers, a platoon of two ti- of three Tigers, a platoon of three Tigers, and then two Pumas. Uh, <laughs> originally, I had, uh, that's it, I had one HQ, four Tigers, three Tigers, and a Pumas. I realised that it, in that case, yes, I got the one dice reserve, but it meant that on the board I'd only have three tigers on one objective and then one tiger on the other. So instead, I went with a HQ of two, platoon of three, platoon of three. Because in reserve, I could then have three tigers and the pumas to get my 40 points. So on the board, I'd have five tigers, three on one objective, two on the other. Um, and the first game, because I got there a bit earlier, played against uh, Mike in the barn with his British infantry company, which was absolutely horrendous and massive. Uh, but luckily, we rolled a mission where I he got to deploy all of his stuff. Then I mine, and I just did a big refuse flank, and humans oh. just went absolutely hell for leather down one flank with all of my tigers, which negated half of his army essentially. Um, he did have a scary platoon of ambushing seventeen pounders. However, they kind of just died. Yeah, Mike's dice kind of look. Mike's dice had tiger fear. <laughs> they had watched Fury, realised that oh my gosh, it's hopeless. We might as well give up. 
So everything I shot exploded and died. Everything he shot missed. Um, and it was, you know, he had several attempts of just, you know, six pounders in the flank and the Piat teams coming round in the half tracks. And it either just missed or bailed. And I just got back in and just rolled forward in this wall of steel. Um, and then his, uh, I mean, his, his, crumb, his Churchill's got stuck in a wood for three turns. Churchill's <laughs> one Churchill got stuck in the woods for three turns, and that is with trying to blitz out of the wood and then out the wood as well. Because I thought in that trick. So if you're if you've got models in a wood that you need to move out of the wood and they're within four inches of the edge of the wood, they're just like sat inside it. If you do a blitz test and pass, you can then try yeah. to cross check to get out. And if you fail that, there's nothing stopping you from moving tactically and doing another cross check. And this one. Churchill just sat in the wood for three turns, despite the fact he had like five tests on two plus cross. That's that's actually it was it was that kind of a game. It that's was, outrageous. Yeah, and then when they finally did get across the board, his shots all missed, and then my tigers just obliterated them. Zero one through safes. <laughs> that's yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah, it was it was just like everything worked. Oh my God. Um, so by the time that was a, quite a quick game, so we re, we re racked. Um, against his Cromwells, mm-hmm. in, uh, count. What's the, what's the one where you have an, a, an uncontested objective quarter? Uh, so you, you're counter attack. It's counter attack. Yeah. Um, so he had all his Cromwells um, with fireflies, but unfortunately he kind of misunderstood mission in terms of because he picked maneuver and I picked attack. He didn't realise that he was the defender and therefore he didn't have to catch the objectives. He only had to defend them. So my Pumas got obliterated in the very first couple of turns, which were the ones putting pressure on the objective, which wasn't alive until turn six anyway. And they overcommitted to the objective in the other quarter. So the rest of my Tigers just went, oh, OK, well, we'll go for the one that's in your deployment zone, trundled forward. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I played, I played, I, I was quite impressed with myself. I wasn't too, um, wasn't too over, I was precisely aggressive with Tigers, kind of getting my eye in with them. And then also at the same time being like, OK, well, these guys are going to blitz four inches backwards, get two shots at stationary, and then shoot and scoot another four inches backwards to keep you at range because you're just hurtling towards me with your fire yeah. You know, so you'll get one shot, which may or may not hit, and then I've got it at range to save. You know, just kind of doing that whole, what am I good at? And just reminding yourself, there's no point driving forward for no reason. You know, just because, you, yes, you want to get to the objective, but you've got the better <laughs> armour, thin them down, and then put the pressure on be on the objective and then you're dictating the pace of the game because he now has to come to me as opposed to you know to keep the game alive as opposed to me racing across the board to try and get the objective to keep you know me in the game so uh yeah no in the first game, I, I, always, yeah. I always find that to be a bit oh, oh sorry. sorry i was gonna say i find it a bit tricky with that with uh, the cromwells because doesn't the sherman kind of get a bit left behind moving really quick it does um but it it it, it didn't really matter because the sherman was anything hurt me yeah, it's long. It's got all the other Cromwells yeah. keep the unit in, like in the battle, as it were. And the Firefly can just sit back and shoot, really, to a certain extent. It doesn't need to keep hurtling forwards. Well, I was using terrain quite cleverly, so I was kind of backing away and moving around a corner. So you had, yeah, you, know, you had to keep moving to come and get me. I wouldn't just but, sit trade shots with them. Yeah, you got to dance those big cats. Yeah, and and again, you know, his dice were a bit better this turn, this this game. But I think the board, the setup. And his overcommitting to the one objective to begin with kind of screwed it, you know, screwed it over. Um, I mean, I think we figured out that I'd shot shot from um, ambush. I messed up. Yeah, we messed up. 
I did a first round of shooting. Oh, that's it. We forgot that he was gone to ground. So I did my first round of shooting against his first platoon with one Firefly and Cromwells. And yeah. Killed pretty much the whole platoon apart from one Cromwell. And I went, oh, no, wait, you're gone to ground. There's an extra plus one to hit. Oh, in that case, only one of the shots hit. And he went, okay, mistaken target. Rolled a one. Oh, my Firefly is now still oh, dead. No. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Mike. You know, I, I, it, it's it, that Tigers actually survive and, and do what they, you know, do what they say on the tin. That those two games were very much um, Tiger fear. Yeah. So thanks for hosting, Mike. We'll just go kick you yeah, off. Yeah, thanks, the... really good. yeah, yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the uh, diet cokes, and then I got my bike and rode home in the freezing cold. Uh, and then the A twenty seven was shut, so I had to ride even longer in the freezing cold. It took an extra forty five minutes to get home. So that's karma. Oh. Oh, didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Lee, you were there as well. I was, yeah. So um, I got quite a few games in last week. Oh, uh, like over the last sort of like since the um, last podcast. So I was, when I got there, obviously you were in full swing already. So me and Nathan drove it. Get, kind of gave me a lift and played our first game, which was um, his massed Soviet infantry versus my sort of um, Panzer IV and Stug camp group, as it were. And it was. I want to say it was no retreat. Say a mission with minefields. Kind of look at the first. I can see minefields everywhere, and we're playing on, on like a, a train yard table. And he put the minefields to close up all the gaps. Basically, I could try and get through to get to the objective. So <laughs> it's it was Mike, one... Mike, Mike's redacted trains. Yes, Mike's redacted trains. So um... he, takes lots, he takes lots of pictures, but they all get deleted off the Flames of War page because the second he puts them on there, people go, "Where do you get the trains from?" He says they're 3D printed, and then they get redacted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or, or bought from some Sanitized. old stockist it's now out, out of stock yeah. but still triggers uh, a yeah. ban hammer <laughs> that's it um so it, it was quite quite a tough game because i had to try and get work my way through this like this this industrial estate effectively try to clear the mines using my um my, my spur band and i managed to get um some stugs on one flank and i sent them in to assault which is probably a dumb idea because obviously they're in assault four but I just need to try and push them off the objective. And actually, they didn't do too bad. The first first sort of round, they went in, managed to push him back a little bit because he failed, failed his um, counterattack. But then in this turn, he assaulted forwards, um, threw his RPG-6s in, took one stug out, and just sort of slowly rode the stugs away while the rest of my army is trying to pick its way through the sort of booby-trapped train yards, as it were. Um, I managed there to... was so much stuff on that board, man. I mean, it like... Was... By like 12 models looking over at just this entire three foot by four foot section of board just festooned with models and mind yeah he had like two full strength infantry um <laughs> like not hero but like proper soviet um as nathan says what if you're playing hero you shouldn't be playing soviets is his words <laughs> um and so he's got the full strength force and it just takes oh, a a stroke. Of, yeah it's just a stroke and i managed to clear out most of one platoon because my stugs eventually gave way but, but they'd done the job um so by the time the panzer fours managed to get through they were able to push the survivors back and then just as they did that um a full strength platoon of 10 t-34s half 85s <laughs> came on and just you know shot me off, pretty much off the objective um so yeah it was it was a tough gold game I actually did i i thought i wasn't gonna get anywhere that game I actually did a lot better than i expected because um the west were doing a fairly good job hitting that sort of you know, save on fours infantry and making reroll their saves with repeat bombardments after the first few turns to try and pick stuff off. Yeah, that's horrid. Mm. And yes, they had the RPG twenty, the RPGs in there, but um, they were thankfully not quite getting high enough because I had my shirts on. They were just 
give me enough of a save, as it were. But I wasn't losing as many tanks I probably should have been to that for sort of abuse, as it were. But yeah, it was a tough old game. And I like some, the, the army was not in any way optimised to take that kind of force on, which I said to Nathan was probably the strength for that stroke, is that very few people are really optimised for taking on massed infantry. It's a really hard thing to try and chew through, unless you've got like a lot of artillery in your force. That's when you run the salvo, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, but if you're trying to close up the distance, the salvo you know, comes detrimental, as you well know. Um, I, I think it, that you want the um, the transports on against those kind of forces. So like the, the half-tracks and yeah. things like that. So you just bring in lots of more machine guns. But again, not many people take that because the rest of the time, there is a bit of a liability there. Yeah. I mean, actually, I've I mean, had a lot of points when something's not very good. Yeah, yeah. Like... Um, I've been using the Spurman a lot because it gets that nice little trick about not counting for your reserves kind of thing. But it's okay. But it's, you know, if you're not defending, it's a lot. It's, I mean, they managed their job of clearing out some of the mines that were, because frankly, they're still veterans, so clear them out fairly easily. But once they, but you no, know, once it came down to try and help me clear the infantry off, they sort of fell apart pretty quickly. But bless them, they did actually unpin. A few times I, I took a hit from a mine, actually unpinned straight away the next turn after. So apparently not minefields didn't phase them too much. It was just having to deal with the actual Soviets themselves. That sort of screwed them. What's, their, then, what's their rally on the spur? Uh, five plus. So they can't, they can't attack on the three plus, but everything oh, okay. else is a five plus. So really good at holding ground, which Ouch. is great if you're on the defence. Not so great if you're trying to use them as a cheap get around for um, Germans. Flexibility with reserves. Um and after that, unfortunately, they had to shoot off, but the rest of us played a glider mission because Mike had bit bought a canal and thought we should do a um, sort of Pegasus Bridge Star mission. It felt very unnatural to be me leaving a game that it does involve gliders. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, first, it's our first time doing the actual glider missions in, in version 4. I used to play quite a few times in version 3. And so we, one glider crashed, but the rest of them actually managed to get on the table, which is quite good. Um, and thankfully, when it crashed, I didn't actually lose any teams from. Pop. Well, I think I lost Light Mortar, which was, you know, if I'm going to lose one. Um, That's the one. Uh, yeah, they—they they promised Nathan was coming, really coming because he's limited what he had in his case. Wasn't really hitting us the historical force of um, infantry with a few martyrs. Unfortunately, it was a SS, a crack SS unit with um, Stugs and Panthers. <laughs> um, so we, yeah. yeah, so we did okay, did okay, but it, um, how did that work out? Yeah, because um, yeah, obviously by the time by the time we sort of brought the armor on. Our infantry managed to mostly deal with his infantry, which is holding the line at the start. Um, and we were holding the bridge fairly well against the Stugs that came on, but by the time the Panthers arrived, um, our arm was only just appearing, because I bought, um, like, effectively what would be on Sword Beach, almost, so like a platoon of DD tanks and some Centaurs. Um, again, great, but not against what I was facing. And we just sort of um, eventually had to fall back off the bridge. But, um, yeah, it takes them some food for thought, and we're going to try and do it again at some point in the future. Did you bring but up the Piat? I did, we, we brought up several Piats. So there was quite a lot of Piats being brought up, and they were doing sterling work. <laughs> um, yeah, cause it was being, me, Mike was helping me with the, with the, glide, with the glider troops versus, um, like I say, Nathan on his own with the SS guys. So apparently, if D-Day had actually involved the SS trying to take um, SS armour taking back their bridges, it might have gone a bit different. But as uh, I was saying, if hit, I know... Hit wasn't asleep. Yeah, if I'd known what I was going to be facing, I probably would have done a slightly different list and had some um, air landing six pounders. Because I, I was trying to be fair historical, so I had um, four platoons of infantry effectively. Yeah. And then, because I, I was running out of infantry, I took some mortars, which obviously weren't part of the assault, were fairly unoffensive, I thought. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting game, because like I said it's the first time I played this tonight. But one of, one of my observations was what I'd really like to do is do this again, but with Team Yankee. 
and how Afghanistan being the attacking force. Ooh. Yeah. I, I worked it out. It's all. It's. It's actually works out quite feasibly. You could have. Um. I think I had two Afghanistan like mid-sized Afghanistan platoons. Um. Two platoons of four Hinds and some BMP2 standing in for um BMDs little little airborne assault tanks. Um. That'd be my attacking force and my diff- my sort of reserve force would be um the Su-25s, um, a platoon of three T-80s and some self-serve missiles that just sort of trundle on. <laughs> and of course, cause it takes place at night, but because I'm playing Team Yankee, everyone's got night vision equipment, that kind of thing. It'd be quite a very, <laughs> a different, very different game, I think. It'd be interesting to see how it went. Yeah. What would you put on the other side for the um, defenders, if you like? I think defenders, what would be really good is like doing some sort of like um, second line units. Like if you're doing West Germans, doing like for, um, for Jaeger yep. and that. And then having like some support, yep. having some support units. Obviously, it's like you know, leopard twos get rushed to deal with sun attack on the bridge behind them, kind of thing. Um, or you'd have something like you know, like a British infantry force holding just holding the line. I think, but I think the set, the, like I say, the second line units would give a better aesthetic to the force, as it were. But then have like um, the reserve reserves would be like say a you no know, front line unit effectively coming in with, like leopard twos and stuff. The rest of it's interesting. It's um, it's a shame there's not a TA formation. For the British, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we. I know. So, I think someone did some cards from during the Firestorm campaign that, that they ran, like where almost like command cards for downgrading the forces, like BTA. So we're no, reluctant, yeah. but with a better cap, but attack four plus and that kind of thing. It would be quite an interesting one to do is have like say more second line units. Cause I, I kind of like that the German book did put those in the Kvergeager, yeah. uh, not Kvergeager, yeah. the actual Jaeger. The, the and you, could, you get it's an excuse to use things like the um. The uh, tank destroyer thing, I can't think what it is now. The cannon, yeah, the cannon, yeah. I don't know, Jaeger. The cannon, that's it, yeah, cannon. Oh, definitely. So it, I think it's one, one, one for us guys to do in the future, I think. We'll be trying that out. I'll paint I'll I'll my cannons up at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, and where do my Iranians fit into this? Just out of interest. <laughs> They're swimming up the river. That's it, yeah. It, it can be oh, a okay. river assault. <laughs> um. Another game we played, I think I'm surprised that Duncan actually forgot this because I did actually play him. So, you know, not, not hurt my feelings <laughs> at all. My game was probably so memorable or anything. Um, is that since, no, hold on. Is, 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 that, is that since the last yes, it, time we it, spoke? Our, our last episode, our last episode went on the is 14th. It, really? and we, played, we played the day after on the 15th. Because that's, that's the game oh, where we had on, the, pan, oh, the Panther, oh, right. yeah, the Panthers fighting the way for the garden to try and get to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while since the last was... episode. Yeah. But we were yeah, playing that was the Keith Flintlist first first rode out, wasn't it? It was. We had the, we had the old um, wasps trying to flamethrower panthers from behind, and actually bailing one. Who then stayed bail for the rest of the game. Hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. I'm trying try to work out what mission we're playing. I think it was a near retreat. I'm guessing, for the look of it, because minefields and you're defending, and the minefields are right in front of the foremost objective. Uh, yeah, so it I was. Said, yeah. So I sent the Panthers for the gardens using their cross two to try and get around the minefields and get onto you as quickly as possible, which did work, except for my guys and decide, my Panthers and decided they'd get bogged down and not counterattack. The Panzer fours on fire. Yeah, the Panzer fours got taken, uh, you know, basically decimated by a six pounder ambush. So I lost half the strength from the first turn. Um, but I managed to keep, managed to make a fight of it. But I just yeah. couldn't. But then your M10, your M10s and crocodiles was like from the serve and just sort of finished off any hope I had of trying to make one last push onto the objective. It was fun. It was good. I think I think my favourite... We, we, we made one mistake, didn't we? Because someone pointed this out with the lessons yeah. from the front thing that um, flamethrowers don't auto-pin if you're shooting them in defensive fire. Yeah. yeah. It's only... Get, it's only you still have to do five hits. 
exactly. Yeah, you did, and you know you got like two hits or something with the, with the actual flamethrowers. Yeah. But I don't think and, uh, that made well, a huge difference to how the game's outcome. I think it just stalled me for a turn, maybe, at best. But the spur van were never going to be the main assault uh, yeah, force. Yeah, kicked him in the face the next turn anyway, I think. And yeah. It was, um, it was pretty close. No. The, uh, the other thing I liked was the 17-pounders redeploying, actually with yep. toes. Yep, use the toes, yeah. The M5s came up and yeah, terrain dashed with them. That's quite exciting. Yeah, because your, your reserves didn't arrive on the first asking, so you sort of changed your mind. You, cha- you changed to, like, say, moving two of them around to try and cover the objective. Uh, I got lucky yeah. and managed to hit him with the more, with my um, wesps on the second ask and eventually um, and killed one of them while it's still hitched up. But the other one stuck around and it did kill yeah. Panthers, I seem to, along with the M10s and the Crocs. Yeah, the um, it was a really good it was a really good um, game, actually. I think that it was very interesting the way you, you set it up and those Panthers were horrible. I, just, I could not shift them for love nor money. I mean, that's why I got desperate and started flying flamethrowers into them because mm. yeah you're, you're only failing on a one but on a one you are auto bailed at least so yeah. it was something rather than nothing but uh yeah, yeah i think if i if, if i said what well, as we said after what i should have done was set my hq in panzer fours behind them yes one of them might got bogged yeah. down or something but at least that with a seal would be nearby to keep them moving because i think that's what hurt me in the end was the panthers just having like a couple of turns of one being bailed and not counterattacking because they were, you know, they're still only counterattacking well, on fours, that kind of thing. So the biggest thing, I, th- I think, the biggest thing was you forgot you had lucky. Yes, I forgot I had. You had, a cross oh, te- no. you had a cross test on a two plus. Yeah. And we only thought about it afterwards. Like literally at the end of the game, we were packing everything up, and it was like, oh, oh yeah, I had lucky. Hold on, because I could have re-rolled that two plus cross test, and that would have got two panthers in rather than one. As, as I know, it's my own fault for not actually physically having the card out so I could see it. Yes. So. Yeah. I had the same thing versus actually the, the glide game. I just I realised later was that I hadn't actually used for um, the French resistant rays I had for delaying the res- reserves. I bought a turn of not having the Panthers to deal with. So yeah, when you have when you have these cards, make sure you have got the cards out in front of you so you actually remember they exist rather yeah. than stuck in your card wallet. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say there is something to be had for having those actually physically in front of you so you remember that you've got them. Yeah, I, w- I would do that with my progression stuff, but I can't find a progression command card pack for love nor money at the moment. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Yeah. So yeah, I can lend, I can bring my pack. That, you can buy that for the week, the event. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I need particularly need them like properly, but yeah, I was just trying to find them for completeness. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the RPG six card, obviously. <laughs> and then other than that, no, I thought we had place... that game. That was excellent. Yeah. I think, like you say, it was it was just as we ever, we did the other podcast, but it was just after it, so I, I forgot about it and took my photos. But um, and the other game I played was play some aeronautica. There are new space marines and had good fun taking apart orcs and then getting absolutely ringed by Eldar. Say once you just you have to try and kill them at range because if you don't and they get in a the dogfight, they will be all over you and hitting you with high rate of fire at certain <laughs> calibers. Yeah, it was good. It was good actually. Quite interesting with the space marines how they play differently to the actual Imperial Navy. So. <laughs> yeah, it gets can I ask a quick question about the, the gliders you had? Where yes. did the what were the gliders? Where were they from? Ah, yes, the gliders were from war bases. They're like MDF construction, um, you, and they sort of come with like, in like oh, right. a wing piece, tail piece, and then the bodies made of three pieces that all slot together to like give it some give it some like girth, ladies. Um, like two pound fifty each, mm. though. Well cheap. Yeah, well cheap, and they are technically like uh, one really. Four, four, yeah, 144 scale rather than 100. That works because otherwise it would take up quite a lot of tabletop real estate to the full scale. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll try and get them. I'll try and get them painted for the next game because it got yeah. sprung on me last minute. I didn't have a chance to paint them. 
And thankfully, Eddie saved me because I put the wings on back to front. <laughs> oh, really? I, I gave him a straight leading edge rather than a swept leading edge, which um, I fought about for five oh, right. seconds. Oh. So, yeah, that was our game. That was our games. Nice. So, you and whose army? So, yeah. We set a challenge to our play. We basically said, give us your questions for and offer answers, but also give us some ideas for American Bulge, um, you and whose army. And yeah. a few of our listeners took us up on that challenge. I was going to quickly check who they, they were. With direction. They, they, yeah. they did comply. Compliance was sought and compliance was given. <laughs> and achieved. Um, yes. So our first one was from Scott. He says, just try to remember which Scott, because there's quite a few Scots. Um, yes, so Scott Atkinson. How many different kinds of Shermans can you fit in your list? Which I thought was quite a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's I, a really I, good one. It was ex- extremely frustrating. Yes, because when I read it the first time, I thought, how many, how many Shermans on list, which is certainly one challenge, how, literally how many Shermans can I fit in this list? Um, and then I reread it and realised, oh no, how many different kinds of Shermans, which is even more interesting because there's a lot of Shermans. You, when, you, when you actually get down to it, there's a lot of Shermans you could fit into it. It's, um, well, so you guys went well, for the, the actual question. Yeah. I thought it would be quite, yeah. all three of us did that. So I actually went for the first question, which is how many Shermans can you fit in a list? Oh, good. Okay. Um, can, can I just clarify, though, Lee? One yeah. sec. That, he didn't mention points, did he? No, he didn't. But I, I think... <laughs> cause I, I, so I you say, and I are both just... stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. so we're, we're both stupid trying to do a 100-point list where actually we should have just gone and worked out how many was possible. I could have saved myself a lot of uh, angst there. That's yeah, true. We could, we could we could have done that, yes, because I think we're trying to work out how we could squeeze the last few in. be interesting to see now, actually. We might have to revisit this on the actual blog and say how many different Shermans could you fit with unlimited points? Yeah. Unlimited points. Yeah. Before Easy Army falls over. Forces. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so, 100 point tally. Yep. 32 Shermans. Oh, wow. So I, got tw- I got 24 <laughs> and thought I was doing well. All right. How, so t- talk us through it then. Okay. So it's American Bulge Force. Yep. Is a yep. M4 Sherman late tank company. Uh, which yeah, not the veteran, the regular. Not the veteran. So I, I tried originally. I tried doing veteran yeah. with um, the third armored spearhead card and downgrading them all to the um, early seventy-five North Shermans. Yep. Because that saves you a point for a tank. However, that works out to be more expensive than if you just go for the um, the normal late the D-Day ones. D No, no, no. So, so I think this is actually cheaper than D-Day. Yeah, it, so what I pointed out on the, on the thing was if you, right. if you downgrade all of them, it actually does work out cheaper than buying. Oh, yeah. It. yeah, so so you get basically the Shermans become uh, three points each. So that's so, fifteen yeah. Shermans straight away. So that's fifteen plus with the two in the HQ, and then you just do it again. And that oh, okay. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just I was like, well, what's the point? It's not broken. Let's just double up. Um, so you get yeah, so fifteen. Wow. In the HQ, you get and then another um, thirteen. The two in the HQ, and that actually leaves you. And then these are all downgraded to the, the the early war. Sorry, early war. All downgraded to early, um, basically D Day Sherman. Um, and that leaves you with two points to put in your three eighty-one millimeter mortars for some smoke for one turn as you advance. You probably need, frankly, at this point. But yeah, thirty-two <laughs> Sherman. What well, do you, do you think you'll need it? You, you won't need the smoke because you've got 32 Shermans. You can't hide enough of them. They could, put, they could put direct fire smoke as well. Probably more direct fire smoke than actual, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. You could just walk along blasting direct fire smoke. 
So basically, the only difference, so, correct me if I'm wrong, the only difference there is you drop down to front armor six, right? Correct. And you slightly yeah. got slightly less um, terrain dash. But okay, well, by two inches, you go down. By from, two inches, yeah. Yeah, okay, which you never use anyway. So you're, you're confident, protected out, so four up motivation, hit, um, three up rebound, three up last stand, four up skill, and you're hit on threes. And yeah. you're with a 75 mil gun. Yeah. Stabilizer. That all of that army is driving towards you at ten inches a turn. I mean, yeah, blasting away. You can fire smoke through direct through with stabilizers, can't you? So you rate fire two, two smoke, smoke. Yep. through plus one to hit. Yep. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I mean that the irony there is like you're like okay, well I could put your your <laughs> so be three platoons of Sherman. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sherman's in reserve. So when we get so when we get what how many how many Shermans? It is thirty two. So you max the first company, yeah. which is the team, because you have three platoons of five and the two in the HQ. And then you get 13 in the second company. Sorry, 15 in the second company. So that's four hit the beach boxes. Bosh. And how, much are they, how, how much are they? These days, I can't remember. So you can get them from Zatu Games at £30 and 60-something pence. So 120 quid. <laughs> that's not and, you got, uh, and you got a huge German grenadier army then as well. Oh, well, yeah, plus, plus, well. plus most of the American Power Army as well. Yeah, well so, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. So, so um, there you are. Some list building ideas there from where I hit the beach. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I love it. Okay. That so, on the... yeah. do you know what? that's actually quite scary because they're yeah they're still pretty nuggety, aren't they? I mean, the like thing a... is, well, if you put enough of them, if you mixed your reserves so that you only had, you know. It's basically your fifteen, your five Shermans cost you fifteen points. Yeah, which is nuts. But if you put, if you mix your reserves, then theory, in theory, you'd be unbreakable until the rest of your army came on the board because yeah. you'd always two platoons of each formation in reserve. That's awesome. I, I, I I'm sure someone's going to try this now. I hope if they do, let us know how it goes. Really part, of me, part of me thinks should you actually split it so you have platoons of four Shermans to get a third Sherman company. Because if you then had three companies and you only ever had, you know, half of each company on the board, you would be unbreakable for much longer. Oh, oh God, I sound like I sound like Goddard. Ugh. Hold on, hold on. So what? Four, so you'd have fourteen tanks. So yeah, three fourteens would be better. Same number of tanks, but split them up into three separate companies, or maybe four companies with undershrink, yeah. so that then you have the you know at least two platoons in each company in reserve. <laughs> Which then make oh that company unbreakable because See, the, the purest on the board. The purest of me says it should be a free com- a free company's maximum because that's obviously what a battalion is. Rather than yeah, four, four companies makes me a bit twitchy from that perspective. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! No, I like there the idea are. of three companies. I like the idea of deploying a, a Sherman battalion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a complete mockery of this being a company level game. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I see your company. But also, the thing about the Shermans is the the scary thing about them is because obviously they can move ten and shoot twice. So yeah, yep. they're only eighty ten, but yeah, it's like okay, I'm just I'm just going to charge you and flank shot you. Yep. You can't possibly cover this many Shermans. That's yeah. like, I, and whatever and whatever you can't kill, you just smoke. And let's face it, there's not much you can't kill with flank shots in this game. Oh yeah, no, I mean, but until you until you get right. so as you're driving up, you just smoke anyway because oh, I've got one or two smoke hits. Well, that's you know, now you have to move your tigers, or you know, the mobile guns are now useless. Oh yeah, I wow. see. I see your pack front, and I smoke the snot out of it. Yeah, 
37 Sherman. Lost a share. 32, sorry. 32 Sherman. <laughs> yeah, 64 Sherman smoke shots a turn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who, who has that many smoke counters? <laughs> we get to, I just wait for the player to touch the table. This big box of Shermans, this big bag of... Like, it's when, you go, it's when you go, I'm going to yeah. smoke your army, and they go, I've got an entire infantry company. Good luck smoking every single base. And then you're like, oh, oh, wait and see. <laughs> well, no, if they've got an entire infantry army, you just go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to direct fire then. Bom, 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 bom. How many they've MG- all got 50 cows, right? Yeah, so, so how many, they get what, five MG shots each? Four, yeah. it's four MG shots, I think. Is it four or five? Five. You got five, three, 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 yeah, three, 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 one for each, the coax and one for the whole. There's only 160 MG dice. <laughs> fishing for sixes. <laughs> well, fishing for five. Oh, yeah, actually, but it's yeah. two on the move. It's two on the move, Lee. That's it. It's yeah, only yeah. two shots on the move. Drops, That's it. For the 50 cow. For 50, it drops down, so you get four on the move. Oh, no. <laughs> so Where's that? my That's 20 violin? Uh, so on the move, you only get 128 MG shots. 60, 64 of which are 5-up 5-power. I hope you're happy, Scott. Look, look, Where's look, look what you've created yeah. here. The great thing is... Where's Nathan Stroke, Stroke Company? Well. <laughs> yeah, this might be the answer, Nathan Stroke Company. Yeah, I'll see your Stroke Company and I'll, I'll raise you 120-something machine gun shots a turn. <laughs> battalion and battalion game, it does, that's where it starts. Oh, I'm night attacking. Are you? Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, thirty-two. But would you yeah, do that in a big defence? Four boxes. Sorry, I was just trying to work out. It's four boxes. Yeah. I mean, it's too late to I'm, change. <laughs> you never get that many painted, any. Yeah, but between us, you would. Oh right, okay. It, it would so be it would be a one now. one off. Like, can I borrow your Sherman? And then yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, but not not yourself out. Unfortunately, the Bulls book can't be, isn't being used at um, oh, the yeah, so probably put to stop this kind of mess but yeah so yeah it'll be my next next platoon then next next uh next yeah, yeah. Ne- next next warfare that's it 32 <laughs> champs <laughs> hold on the I issue is the hq platoon well, I, I, reckon, I reckon you can get uh if you add one more product you can get five percent off that as well so yeah if you go to zatu they're 30 pound and 29 pence for a hit the beach yeah I, mean, I don't need. I've got. I've probably got them sitting around somewhere. If I put my mid-war ones in, definitely. Okay. Let's have a look now. Here All we right. Go. So. So yeah, interesting. So those of us actually did read the exam question. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Your poire, Mister Turner. <laughs> so how, how many how many did you get, Duncan? Well, I got I got twelve in my hundred and one point list. Okay, well, and I must I managed to get. I think it was 12 in my 100 point list so yes yeah but I think if we combine our list together I think the answer might be 13 as in the maximum you can get because I think I've got stuff in mine that you haven't got in yours yeah so talk to talk us through yours so like a rubbish captain planet if we combine our powers (laughs) you still have less Germans than I do well that's true we do I think yeah but we'd have more variety (laughs) and everyone knows variety is the spice of life Eddie (laughs) I love the fact that the two Sherman armies I know. Mine's got two companies in it as well. So um, I did a very similar thing to you. Well, not very similar, but um, so I took the first, I took Sherman, M4 Sherman Late Tank Company, uh, companies, plural. Um, and that's what I use them as my starting point because there's obviously two Shermans in the command and then you can take two troops of three yeah. and then you can take the support Shermans. So either the Calliope, 
Calliopes or the uh, salt guns, so the 105s. So my first company was the two Shermans in command, one of which was upgraded to a Jumbo, a Jumbo 76, and then two basic platoons of Shermans, and then uh, three Calliopes. And then what I did is I added some command cards into the mix there. So I upgraded one of those Sherman units to crabs for two points, one of those Sherman units to crocodiles, for three points, and then I downgraded the Calliopes to the M4 Sherman early Calliope for minus three points. So that works out as a plus two points overall. So it works out at 46 points for that Sherman company with uh, crab tanks and crocodiles in. And then I decided to add in a second uh, tank company, exactly the same, except this time um, I upgraded the Sherman, one of the Shermans in command, the command section to a 75mm jumbo. Then I replaced... Um, one of the uh, Shermans in one of the platoons to an easy eight. And then in the third platoon, I then upgraded one of those just to a standard 76 mil and then took two assault guns in the formation as well. So just two of the 105 Shermans. And then I then chose to downgrade one of those platoons. But I think I've done that wrong because I th- no, I've done that right because Lisa, you downgrade all of them apart from the 76s. Is that ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if, yep, the seventy sixes will stay as late pattern seventy sixes, and everything else gets downgraded. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the platoon with the um with the uh seventy six mil in it goes down two points, so go down to eleven with just the early tanks and keep the regular seventy six. And then I, what else did I do? And then oh yeah, in support I took the uh what I thought was a genius move until I realised that they had done exactly the same thing, which was add a, a British uh, Sherman uh armoured troop in as support from the d-day book so that gives you two more sherman threes or fives and then a firefly yeah with a 17 pounder so that gives me 12 sherman variants so i think it gives me the sherman five firefly mm-hmm. the sherman three yep the m4 a3 easy eight the m4 a3 e2 which is the jumbo mm-hmm. the m4 a3 e2 76 the m4 calliope the m4 tank the m4 a3 standard sherman the M4A3 Crab, the M4A3 Crocodile, the M4A3 105, and then the M3, M4A3 76. So I think it's 12 different variants. Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest here. So I, I'd say Duncan's probably well because I've been cheekier on mine. I'll explain why. So I, I went for a slightly different route. Um, I, I just, I, I, if I was going to be honest, I think you could argue I, you know, I've been a bit cheeky on the last one. But um, so same sort of deal. I went for a veteran Sherman unit. And use the spearhead card downgrade. No, that obviously saves points in various places. So HQ. Yeah, you did use the spearhead. This, yeah, yeah, cheating. cheating. So <laughs> spearhead, spearhead <laughs> is cheating. Um, so HQ with a jumbo seventy six and easy eight. Um, a platoon of four Sherman lates. One downgrade to be an early Sherman. One upgrade to be a late seventy six. One upgrade to be a seventy five millimeter jumbo. A platoon three was a platoon of crocodiles. Three crocodile Shermans. Ting four was the three cow IPs, downgraded to be early Shermans. And then I in support I had a platoon of three M four A one Sherman seventy sixes from D Day. Of course you can take formation support from D Day. I took like you I took the platoon of two Shermans and one Firefly from the British as, a, as the Allied support. Mm-hmm. And then my last unit was two M thirty sixes upgrade to be M36's B1s, which obviously use the Sherman hole. That's how I squeezed, that's how I squeezed <laughs> in the extra between the Shermans. But like I say, it's whether, you, whether you want to count them as Shermans or not, whether I won or not, whether it's a draw or whether you won. So <laughs> This is interesting because I, I actually did a bit of Googling and I obviously thought, I actually was at one point looking at putting Priests in. Yes. Because Priests is obviously based on the same chassis and things. I was going to argue that 
you know. Yep. What what really is a Sherman? So I I I felt more comfortable with the M thirty sixes in that they were literally production Sherman holes that just had different turrets on. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I felt I could get away being cheeky on the bit on the B one. Oh no, I, th- I think that's definitely that they they're going to count. I mean, realistically, it's just a different turret. It's the same application, if you like, as the one hundred five Sherman, right? Yeah. It's just a gift. Oh, I suppose it's a different gun. But it's not an M4. At the end of the day, it hasn't got M4 destination. So that's true. So I think I think I think you've you know you've got you mind you you got a point over. So you're disqualified anyway. I've got two that. points over actually. I think I've got two yeah, points over. Yeah, so but we we established that. Well, this question wasn't about a hundred point list. But we always do hundred point list. <laughs> I know we always do a hundred point list. So yeah. So we we, we neither of us actually answered the question entirely. Eddie is the only winner because he's at least well, no, I, I, I think I think. Well, you could. I think you could. I think the answer is thirteen because I think if it, we weren't doing points, you could easily squeeze in um, the Sherman Crab Flail card for two yeah. points on one of those platoons. Well, then you uh, also think, you could go even cheeky and get the fourteen by having DD tanks in. I did look at that. I couldn't work out how to get them in because you can't from the bowls list, right? They're not a, card, a command card for the bowls oh, list. Oh, good, but yeah. Oh, okay. But what you could do is if points are no object, you'd have a D Day American D Day Sherman in support. And then they'd have the 76s, and their 75s would be DD tanks. And that would get you up to 14. I think that's where you top out. 14 Sherman variety. And the logistics guy's just broken down, trying to try and maintain all these different engine types he's got now. Yeah. He's got, you've, got, you've got the Chrysler yeah. multibanks and the British ones. You've got, their, uh, you've got their, the original right engine on the M4A2s. You've got their um, Ford V8 on everything else, basically. Oh, and the British ones might be thinking of diesel in, if it's, a, if it's like an independent brigade that's got a Sherman freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we run out of fuel. Um, don't matter which one, we just Logistical ran out of nightmare. it. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Fez has run out of 75 millimeter ammo. Um, yeah. <laughs> no smoke cannons. Yeah, no, you run out of smoke rounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean the second, the second one. Because actually, we had two, two, and since we only two, I thought we'd do both of them. Because hey, why not? It's all content. Um, and bear with me a sec, I think. I just once again, I moved away from the page. Was this the idiot. best way to expand the forces question? Yeah, so this was... Let's try and find who's... Ah, yeah, so Smith. Best way to expand when you hit the beach, US forces bringing them into the bulge. Well, I've already answered that. Just buy another three copies mm-hmm. of... <laughs> 32 shirts. Well, Lee, Lee's, Lee's counter-argument is always the, the most complimentary purchase for a, a copy of the Hit the Beach is a second copy of Hit the Beach. Yeah, yeah but now apparently Eddie's taken it to the extreme now. Don't, no, don't... <laughs> Just keep buying. I never it. do that, Lee. I never take things to the extreme. The worst um, thing is, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so, so you've done yours, uh, uh, Duncan. I know you you've got an answer this one, and yours is quite good. So you you probably win this one, but go for it. I have. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So um, I haven't actually done this one on forces because I didn't realise that uh, forces actually had the bulge on until much later today so i'd already spent a load of time trying to work it out from stupid pdf copy we got so um sorry so uh yeah the the total purchases for this was a hundred and so including hit the beach the total purchases were 113 pounds 60 for a, a, a much more than 100 point list yes so um what i did was the the two purchases that I actually made were um the ubx 78 which is the armor mortars box eddie which i think is just you take that card and you staple it to any Sherman formation you ever, yep. you ever actually um, take, don't you? Mm-hmm. They have and then, uh, the second, my Shermans. Exactly. And then the second purchase is the American Spearhead Force um, Bulge Army Box. That's the brand new one coming out. So that gives you a variety of M4 hulls, uh, both late and early. 
so you've got to be a bit careful on how you compose it but um essentially because you've got the chaffies in there and stuff as well you, you you're you're looking at an m4 sherman tank company i did look at trying to make a power company but the powers are really awkward yes that's what i found because like you said you get you get a short platoon in hit the beach i think you might get a full strength platoon in the new box set but you still don't have the command and then you've then got to buy extra boxes to get the stuff that's in actually in formation as well so it doesn't work out as economical but i can break that down as well in a bit so the force i came up with was the other issue is there's not enough jumbos and i didn't really want to buy a whole box of jumbos just for two or three and i don't know how you get singles of those so it might that might be worth fishing around on ebay for mm. but um so it's a veteran m4 sherman tank company um there was a reason i went veteran rather than um than standard you know the standard one because you've got um chaffies in the box so i think if you take chaffies you don't really want them to be the the, the rubbish one so i went veteran the whole way through yep. so it's um two m4 sherman late uh for 11 points with one being upgraded to jumbo for two and then four shermans of the late kind um 70 the 75s with two 76 mil upgrades so that's 22 points then five m4 sherman late um with two 76 mil upgrades but they're downgraded then to uh, m4s so that's actually minus three points not minus five points because i've been doing this wrong so i'm probably going to be over now i'll last uh oh no it's all right i'll i'll change that around so yeah that's um so that's just downgrades the shermans to regular holes then four veteran chaffees then the armoured mortars for two points, and then three calliopes with the downgrade to M4 calliopes as well, uh, which, yep. I, again, I think that command card probably should just be stapled to that card because it's yep. two-point saving. It's fantastic. Then I went um, the Super Pershing because you get, uh, I think, two Pershings, isn't it, in the you in do, the main yes. box of the new the new starter? Um, and then the a short Greyhound platoon. So it's just the Greyhound, the mortar, and the Jeep because you do get that in the, the formation now. Yeah, that comes so to the box. that rounds you out. That leaves you with... Exactly, you got two. You then got two Bastone parachute rifle platoons. One's full strength with the extra bazooka. One's short without the extra bazooka. Um, and I think the actually the full strength one also comes with the light machine guns as well. Because I think in the new box you get the full potato one. And then you've also got a couple of extra uh, Sherman holes. So if you want to um, have some extra 76s in there or stuff, you've got you can switch them in out. And that, that, I couldn't believe how much stuff. There. And then you've got you know half a German army as well because you bought it at the beach so it's it's pretty straightforward as an upgrade i just think you need to be careful because i think that used all of the early shermans because you get eight early and eight late you just have to be a bit conscious of that but um yeah that's the list also also you've got a spare pershing left over that i don't know what you do with objective that's it yeah you've got an ebay because we'll be yeah, we'll someone trying looking for it <laughs> i want to make the third one in the, the platoon of three yeah someone's gonna be, someone's yeah, gonna two's be looking a weird number to have yeah, they got a habit of putting like two strong units in the boxes, which is really annoying because it's the worst possible things to have in your army generally. Yeah, but I think I think that's the way you got to go because you get so many Shermans, and because also you get the Calliope sprues. Yeah. So you know you you got sixteen Sherman holes there. You, you probably should be using them, but I mean the parachute rifles. I think you're better off actually if you want to do paras, just getting the para company box because I think you get the command and then you get two full strength platoons. Yeah. So that makes a bit more sense, but I couldn't believe how cheap that was. It's basically like a hundred points for a. 100 quid um with half a german army and then some variety left over if you want to change it up as well well i mean we know we, we know those starters are such great such good value especially if you're starting from a fresh and you know all that stuff's useful to you yep. it, you can't you can't beat it at that point i think actually as well looking at the american spearhead force the new one that's coming out i think i found it for 64 quid total but if you are expanding on a d-day 
force you know if i was to do it for example i think that's the route i would go down as well because um yeah it only gives me one jumbo but um it gives me the calliope's if i want to add them in because i've already got normal shermans it's got um it's got the uh the um what they're called chaffees in there as well mm -hmm. it's got you know it's nice to have actually include the recce this time i think as well um and if you really wanted to you could also you know um it's a good way to get two jeeps for your paras and then two m20s for your um command for your tank destroyers if you want to go that route as well yeah yes it's, it's a good but one that's my list cool all right so what i went with was slightly because you always beat me choosing the starter i thought i'd try and do something different so i went with mm. just taking the hit the beach force as its own little formation nothing really added to it and then adding on a um, an m18 formation so okay so two formations first formation is like i say a D-Day, a D-Day um, formation with two M4 Sherman 75s, three M4 Sherman 76s, three Sherman 75s, these are all veteran by the way, and then the three 81mm mortars, because like I say, why wouldn't you? And then also having that mm -hmm. short platoon of um, parachute rifles from the box. Um, obviously at this point I've got to use the bulge, you know, force organizational chart, so these are going to be the, um, the Bastogne ones, so like a point more at 12 points rather than 11 points. Mm -hmm. Um, I then went for a second formation of M18s. So I went with two platoons of M18s at full strength, yep. HQ of two M20s, and a platoon of veteran M20 security section. So that's my, my two choices. So it's basically as small a formation as it can be, but still obviously as it's because it's got four platoons, it's still quite sturdy. And then I upgrade all of them, all of those 76s in their um, tank destroyer company to have HV ammo. So they've got HVAP. Do that for all of the company. For that, for that tank destroyer company, yes, because I'm, I'm buying this as a bulge force with a D, which has one supporting D-Day formation. So D -Day for, the D-Day formation can't have yeah, it on their. You know, no, I, spent, I couldn't remember if you could buy multiple cars. That was all. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's platoon, not that, one, it? that one's not limited. So it's the HVAM. Oh, H, HVAM is not okay. limited. Um, and that was really great. So for left me with six points left over, um, which is really awkward. So I put in a battle weary rifle platoon, but it's um. I haven't really costed that in, in the thing because I was hoping you'd probably find, find some sprues of infantry in eBay. But the <laughs> actual M18s, um, plus the obviously the security section and the, and the army mortars, comes to a, at Battlefield Hobby prices, 106 quid on top of your. Um, not bad at all, is it? On top, on top, like I said, on top of what you just paid out for your um, hit the beach box. Shabby. It's not bad at all. And like I say, and that gives you, you know, it brings it up into bulge, basically. And yeah, from there, you can always go back. Um, like I say, buy a, a box of the late pattern Shermans, and instead of doing an M no, a D Day Sherman platoon, you could then go back and upgrade those to have, like, you know, the 76mm B for um, late pattern and the 75mm B downgraded early patterns. So there's still more you could do and probably use those six points up in a better way than buying infantry. You've got the Paris doing the infantry section. So yeah, I thought that was quite good. Got... I, I like that. That's a nice mixed force as well. I did. I did find it really annoying that the the the, the jumbo box or the box of the jumbo parts in is is a five tank box. Uh, jumbo's four tanks. So that could have been like a two tank box. Is yeah. it four tanks? Well, yeah, it's four because in yeah. theory that's the, that's the maximum you could have by three platoons plus a plus a two IC upgraded. Yeah, but I agree. I, it kind of would have been kind of nice if like mm. you know, that had been like a two or three tank box because how often how often do you run all four platoons with jumbos? It's using up a lot of points and a hundred point four that a building too. Exactly. I don't know. I just, I just think it's uh, you got one in the starter as well. It'd have been nice if the box was two because then you got threes. Threes are nice 
a nice number if you like, and it's not too yeah. bad to get if you wanted to get a fourth. I, I get it though. I mean, I get that they they've consistent uh, application of uh, of boxes and things like that. But I was just like, oh man, how it's always eBay. Two more. <laughs> yeah, or split with a friend. Yeah, yeah, friends. Split a box of four into. <laughs> no, not really, but you know, people I, I occasionally run into. But it, it does constantly amaze me that how in effect, ineffective, so inexpensive it is to sometimes get a whole new army from scratch. Because I think I spend my life tweaking lists, which are like, and that's usually in the, you know, two point units or the smaller units, if you like. And actually, you know, if you're going for a whole box, if you're trying to get into the game, it's a lot more, it's actually really more effect, cost effective to do it that way than it is to, yeah. you know, play around with stuff. It's interesting. I quite enjoyed that. I always enjoy those starter things as a, a where to start from. I don't know why. It's just always seems quite interesting to start from scratch again. <laughs> start again. It's, it's the one point. It's the. It's the. Do you remember when we did the the Richie Rich challenge? It's the the opposite of that, isn't it? It's all those <laughs> all those kind of units. But it's the, like it's, it's if you're looking at going, oh, I want some ducks or something like that, and you're like, oh man, ducks like yeah. twenty two quid or something for a box of two, and <laughs> it starts to mount up pretty quickly. Although I do love ducks. Oh, cool. And I do need some ducks. I need I need some ducks. Everyone needs more ducks in their life, I find. Well, and again, because the because the weird points mechanic, they're the same point as a truck. So why would you not have a, a truck that can also scoot across water? Which is also <laughs> less than a swim bargain. Should we move up and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just twisted that knife in there. Uh, 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 oh. It's you, sir. <laughs> The most useless three points you can spend in a list. Oh. be <laughs> oh. our next challenge. What's the most useless? Is anything making swim, making, <laughs> making swim wagons work? Is there any worse way to spend three points in an army? Yep. <laughs> oh, should we go to the officer answers? Oh, you can get. You should, yeah. You can get a bloody greyhound, a jeep, and a mortar. We get, you get US veteran armor mortars for three points, and let's face it, it's a, it's like, it's oh, like the anti, that's the anti swim wagon. You always take it, and it always feels like you're getting yeah. a bargain. Mickey Everest asks, with an unlimited budget, how would you go about destroying all evidence of the film Battle of the Bulge from history? <laughs> with an unlimited budget, surely time travel's got to be possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just go back, kill Fonda, so that's it. So you haven't got your um, your headman on it. And uh, yeah. I, I just thought it would be like one of those things where you just make it so you make another film about the making of the film. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's one of those things where you make it so overexposed that it no one you know you don't have to remove all evidence. Just everyone's so bored of it they don't give a crap anyway. <laughs> you know, a really intensive a like six six month long internet pop up campaign and right. everyone would just boycott it out of sheer hate. I think everyone boycotts Battle of the Bulge out of sheer hate anyway. Yeah, exactly. But, the, you know, and it would just slowly go away. Or recreate it using uh, actual M37s. 47s. Yeah, what you do with unlimited, un, un, unlimited budget is just make good ones. Make some proper panzers and that. So you don't have to use M48s in place. Make yeah. a proper, yeah, remake it with an amazing version and then give that movie away for free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, William White asks, "Will I should I paint up some M47s for German proxies, just like the movie?" Didn't someone do that? Oh, I would love to see that. Someone, I swear, I, someone did it. Was it Rex? I think Rex King did it. Yeah, or maybe it for one of the other what, tournaments. Was King Tigers? Yeah, at M47s, he ran his King Tigers with the really crappy, uh, like 
not crappy painting, nicely painted with the, the crappy reproduction copy cut, you know. Were they were they grey as well, rather than like Duncan? The movie. They, they were from the movie, painted exactly the same. Of <laughs> a crap paint job. Um then Jimmy James also asked, Are you going to do a Flames of War Team Yankee crossover by painting up patterns in shonky work Vermact camo? See, I'm I'm quite tempted by that now. <laughs> when the German bulge, when the German bulge book comes out, we'll see how expensive. Because I got like, some M48 somewhere. <laughs> if somebody did a plastic M48, I would definitely do that as a force. I must admit. And was it was it American? Do they, do they use American half tracks in place of uh, of German half tracks? Yeah, they always do that. Come from this bit where a guy goes, "Hey, you hear that? It's German half track," and it's like M5 comes around the corner or something. Around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Again, painted grey, because, you know, just, just twist the knife in a bit further. <laughs> it's the beginning of the Battle of Britain movie where they've got a bloody... Um, oh, no. Beast. You know what we're doing here? What's that? What, what we're doing is we're just feeding... We're just feeding Coxa. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. nice. Look at <laughs> yeah, but, but they'll be grey, and they'll revel in the fact that everything's wrong. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Like, James, <laughs> he's just going to get tremendous joy out of that going, no, no, no. No, that is an SDKFZ 251D with a 50 caliber machine gun. Yep. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's not good. <laughs> ben Grunew asks, what is the best way to paint whitewash? Well, it depends how you do it, because the, the, the old, the, what they are, so the old fashioned way, the, the way I, I've seen it done before was hairspray, but I don't know if anyone's ever tried that on this so painting your model lovely and then spraying it with hairspray and then over spraying white on it and then using a, is it a toothbrush to rub it off or something like that something like yeah essentially you flick you can flick the paint off but that always made me nervous because a you've got to paint it nicely in the first place and then un over spray it and if it doesn't work you're i don't know what you do i don't know i don't know if it's recoverable at that point but the, the way <laughs> I, I i kind of worked out was, was um to, un- to undercoat it using Games Workshop Corex White. So whatever you're painting, uh, start with a white coat and then use the uh, apothecary white contrast paint to essentially add some shade to the panels. But don't don't paint over the panels, if that makes sense, because you'll get horrible streaks. So just along the lines where you might put a wash, like a yeah, pin wash. Yeah, wash, pin washing it, yeah. Yeah, with a contrast paint, which sounds a bit weird, but it works. And then if you give it a little dry brush of, of um, I think it's Praxi White, the Games Workshop dry paint, um, it just tidies it up again. So it doesn't, you know, if you, you don't have to be super careful, but it kind of gives you a nice white base. And then you could just leave it like that and then start painting the details in. But then what I did was to take the, what was the base color. So if the US stuff, it would be like Vallejo olive drab. And then you turn the model upside down and you br- dry brush, like essentially from the bottom to the top. So you're trying to create an effect where the streaking or the heavy paint where it's worn um, is, uh, at the bottom of the vehicle and because you're dry brushing it only catches, catches the sort of top edge of um of the model so that way it creates like this kind of worn effect if you focus on areas where there's high wear like you know doorways or bits you know where crew might scramble up the side and things like that then it actually gives you quite a nice um weathered look and then what i also found just to because it looks a bit flat if you then get some agrax shade and then go back over your pin wash where the green mainly is, it then delineates that um, those lines again and quick gives you a bit of shade and, and, and breaks up the, the green again. But um, it's quite quick to do that and get a fairly decent effect. Yeah. Another another thing that I use um, is spraying white and then using um, some sponge, 
blister foam pack just to dab yep. on the base colour again. Give it like that big worn through paint effect. Yep, exactly the same. It's, it's, it's the same principle, isn't it? And then you paint all the tyres and things like that fairly normally and all of the kit fairly normally. It looks, it's pretty quick and it looks nice. I, I did find that it works better with darker colours, the way I've done it. I've done some Stugs with Uncle Gelb and it looks okay, but they're a bit, I don't know, it's a bit harder to see. So I think that the Soviet green and the US green and the British green would probably work better. And we'll have an article on that coming up because it's on Monday's article list, I think. Ooh. Oh, there we go. And yeah, then you slap the a load of mud over everything as well. You know what he just said? Go read the article and break through his book. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Ray asks, we all know Duncan hates Lucky. <laughs> oh, man, do I hate Lucky? But what should it be replaced with? Specifically, Unlucky. a one-point <laughs> card that is generic to all nations. You can't say nothing or a card that already exists. It's a shame you can't That's say card that already because... There's always a good one that should work, what it should be, which is there a make your own luck card with the Soviets where you discard a card to count a dice roll as being a four, which yep. is a four plus, which obviously isn't going to help him reserves, but sometimes a four plus will save you elsewhere. Yeah, I, I always thought that the lucky was too universally useful. Mm. So I wouldn't have minded it being like, you know, re roll one reserve dice. That's fine. You know, that's kind of, it's because it's so multifaceted. You could use it when you need it most for whatever you want. I think that's the problem yeah. I have with it. Um, so re-rolling a reserve dice, even, you know, even re-rolling a, a firepower test, I think that would still be worth a point. Yeah. Um, universally across all, yeah, I'd have to get, I'd have to give it some more thought. But uh, my my objection is that universe luck is too universally useful, and all the other cards are very are usually quite specific in their usage, so they give you some kind of benefit. Uh, maybe it could give you the fact that you can use gamma bombs every turn. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> which would make it's it it's the same as no no as in like because you've got Panzernecker card which is the same um all of those one shot tank weapons should have uh not should be like rpg sixes yeah yeah which are also one point so they're cheaper and better in every way <laughs> i would do one point um and half an inch to a measurement it'd be called something like uh close is close enough See, I've played enough people as tape measures do it already anyway. So, you know, yeah, so. no, exactly. So then you can have like, <laughs> you have, you'd be like, oh, actually, no, I, I, don't, I don't need to cheat here. I'm only half an inch out. Oh, I've got this one-point card. Discard this, and therefore that thing that I thought I was just in, I am actually comfortably in. But when you get the, the opponent who's like, no, I think you're fine, but actually you are 0. 0.003 millimetres out. And, you know, close is close enough. One point. <laughs> Done. It's cool name of it else. Hmm, yeah, I might have to look at we might have to have a look at this because I think there, there must be some universal because like, it's just annoying. Like you can you could hold it back and go, oh, I've got a last stand check for my formation, and I can roll it for that. Yeah, but the, you don't it's know. Any, it's the fact it's any dice. To to, to me, the, the reason yes, it is any dice, but the luck element of it is about knowing when to use it, and then because if you don't know when to use it, if you use it too early and it's pointless, or you never use it at all and it's pointless. Yeah, but if you don't use it, that's probably because you haven't needed to use it. So it's kind of irrelevant. Well, you forgot about it like I did. <laughs> you forgot about it. I just, I just don't like, I just don't like things like that. Just, they, they just get on right on my wick. Grind your gears. My dick. Andrew Gabari asks. It does grind my gears. Thoughts on what makes a good mid-war Soviet list? Are the hit on two plus T34s a non-starter? Um, no. Yeah, I think I think there's, there's as long as you know what you're getting into, it's certainly yeah. So I, I think. Well, the thing is, they hit on twos, but if you don't let someone shoot them, you can't get hit, right? 
Yeah, use your speed, keep behind cover, kind of thing. You yeah. can't hit, but you can't see. Yeah. Mind your opponent. If you drive a globe and plan, you're probably going to explode. But yeah, I I don't know. I think there's still a place for them. The thing I think that they've got a little bit weird on is that they're 189, right? Yeah. So they do struggle a little bit against Panzer for the front. That's why you go for the side. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why you got to use your, your speed again. Use your speed. Suck up your overworked. Well, you don't suck up your overworked. You, Martin schooling me up on Soviets and things, and he's done it to me before, is you, you either dash or you stay stationary and shoot with a T-34. You do not move and shoot it. So you're either terrain dashing 20 inches to get into position where you can shoot, or you're staying stationary to shoot, and then it doesn't come into effect. Yeah. Sounds sensible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they're fine. I, I, think. Think, I think we need to revisit mid-war properly. We do. Yeah. We do. Because it kind of got trampled on mid-war into late. We didn't really get many events where we had the whole of mid-war late. Um, yeah. Yeah, mid-war desert versus mid-war Eastern Front. I think that'd be interesting to look at those as well in, in as isolated, you know, separate things still. Yeah. I think mid-war desert, we probably explored more than we did for the mid-war Eastern Front purely because it was out longer. We've got the Romanians and stuff and Hungarians in there now as well. I don't know if that makes a difference. I certainly haven't got any of those horses, but... The Midwar Desert was a little bit lacking in terms of the German. <gasps> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Et tu, Brute. Um, no, I know. At, which is why, which is why a lot of the times when the Midwar Eastern Front stuff came out, everyone just looked how to use that in the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did. I crossed. I crossed well, the Tuesday day book. Africa Corps is one of the most frustrating books I think I've ever had the unfortunate pleasure of meeting. Well, it just takes time. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it was frustrating. I made it take time for them to figure out what they were doing. Over. Oh, no, I, I completely appreciate that. Uh, talking about mid-war, Joel Sherwood says, as a Team Yankee player that has never played Flames of War, where would you suggest I begin with Flames of War? I am eyeing the Dietrich's Ghost box set and the Iron Cross book. Thanks for your advice. There you are. Very good question. Start in the desert. Start in the desert. <laughs> use, use, that bo- use that book and that box set and start in the desert. <laughs> I think I think mid-war is probably the most sensible place to start with Flames War because it is Ooh. everything's a bit more standardised. Controversial. Yeah, but there's less variation. There's less wacky. Yeah, but I mean, as much as I love mid-war, I think forgetting late war is the more pop. It's always been the most popular of the period. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't popular. I was just saying I think it's more sensible to start mid-war. Yeah, but not if you can't get game. So all the <laughs> what 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 do people in your area play and you know how does that because it's all about it's always the, the thing you can you can't look at anything in isolation in wargaming it's all about where you play mm. play on and what you play with people sit there and they think they the war but all they really know is their meta the same as us we only know what flames of war we play on the boards that we usually play it on and it is shocking if you that's true if you take your army and go against a completely different opponent on a completely different board, it plays completely different. The game has always been that way. Well, well, it's so hilarious when it comes to Flames of War. Because you'll post a picture we've, we've, board, half the players will say there's too much terrain, the other half will say there's not enough terrain, and someone else will say, oh no, it's too small. Other people will say, oh no, it's too big. Ladies. But but we're talking about, we talked about this before, <laughs> yeah. with the, um, we, we couldn't see what everyone saw in the 116th Greyhound card, could we? No, for D-Day, um, and it was like, I think we passed like, over. Oh, it's lots of, <laughs> yeah, it's lots of eighty-nine half tracks. Because uh, it's not thirty-two uh, Sherman. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, have been I, uh, yeah. I have been googling uh, Sherman companies at all on eBay, looking at how to get paid. 
you, it's, it's 120 quid from Vettu, and you got an entire German army as well, then. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out what I've already got upstairs, because I know I've bought at least two of the things. I'm trying to think of what I use them in. What? I'm trying to figure out how many Shermans I used from my mid-war list versus how many I've got in late-war colours already. Oh, don't forget the Dark Sphere still has that, um, that sale on, on mid-war stuff. I think oh, a box of Sherman is £21 for five. Yeah, but £21 for five or 30-odd quid for eight plus all that other stuff that I could probably sell on eBay. Yeah. yeah Dietrich's Ghost and Iron Crossbook would be good, I believe, if you want to play mid-war. D- Dietrich's Ghost, I think, is the better starters from memory as well. Yes. If you've never, if you've never played Flames of War... The suggestion to begin is always buy a copy of Hit the Beat. No, because it's late war. I. If if if, if they're set on mid war, if that's the period they want to play, then that's not much cop, is it? Well, I suppose it, well, I suppose it is still, actually. No, actually, no, no. It's still it would still work. Because mm-hmm. you've got two forces, you can play a game. You know, you can have a go of it and go. Actually, I mean, to be fair, you play Team Yankee, so you've got an idea of how the, the main rule set works. So yeah, you're not completely new to playing the war. You just need to adjust. Do you know what? You are 100% right. You spend 30 quid on that box set because it yeah. gives you two pack 40s for the Germans. It gives you a Panzer Grenadier platoon. It gives you some Panzer 4s, I think, which you, I yep. presume you can build because of the sprues. Yep. You should be able to build the um, um, long barrel F- F2. No, because it has a shirt. It has shirts. And... So it, not, cut... You don't have to build them, do you? Are yeah, they but... built into the... I think the, tur- okay. I think the turret shirts is built on. The turret shirts and is okay. You have the supports for the side shirts and yeah. So all that stuff in there, apart from the seventy-six Shermans, obviously we build onto an upgrade for seventy-five Sherman. It, it will work for mid-war. The American stuff will work for mid-war because just from seventy-five Shermans with um, U.S. Paras and support for Husky or something. And the German stuff will work for a Kurskier army. I mean, yeah. Any any core any core army box. And the associated core rule book is you can't go far wrong. But for bank for buck, each is just never going to be beaten. Well, it's just for well, you get two. Again. You basically get a Panzer Grenadier force, don't you? Because isn't it the mm. HQ you get, and then you get two platoons of Panzer Grenadiers, and yep. then you get two pack forties. Yep. So even if you took the three Panzer four tanks and just said, "All right, they're G's," or "Or I, I ditch them," that's a very good. Yeah, and I'm not being funny, but the hard plastic Panzer... start to a German. Grenadier for yeah, yeah definitely. I'll, I'll just so much yeah. You split with a map. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just cross purposes. I think we just try to deconflict the lines at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Duncan. The party line. Duncan, are you there? Please rage quit. Had enough. I've probably been doing good for his internet. He has. He has. I don't think it is the internet. I think it's just Duncan. Just he just you know whatever whatever patch he's got to to be able to paint that much with some demonic force just sucks. He's uh, trained off his internet bandwidth. Uh, no, I'm, I'm here. Hey, oh, he's back. There you go. No, I was, I was looking at the Dietrich's ghost thing as well. Sorry, I just dipped out for a second. But the other thing you got, the problem you got there is that they got 105 howitzers in there. Which are the greatest. But yeah. are historic. So it depends on what you're going for. So yes. I think I mean, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> no, I love my 105s, even though they're crap. I just think they look badass and so German. So They are. The, the muzzle brake ones are better, though. Yeah, but that's like late wars when you realised that you needed to just have a read exit enough. I think the, the kit does build both. I think the kit, the kit yeah, has both barrels in it, yeah. It it do, yeah. 
so I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> but also, also, I didn't shake my German grey enough, so they're actually slightly shiny, which is a bit weird. I need to repaint. Well, I think we should um, we should make a mental note to uh, to revisit um, starting in mid-war or something Definitely. like that. Yeah. Well, I think we should go through and do how to start with do like a, a month-long like focus on a set of books because then I might actually make build some of the armies I've got set in boxes. Well, you know, I mean, like a mid-war. Yeah, like a refight, mid-war refight, and just go through time. Well, let's let's do for the new year. How about this? How about we do a um uh what do you call it? I've got my mid-war Americans I'm redoing. You've got any one of a million mid-war armies. Why don't we do a an escalation type thing again? Doesn't this doesn't this tie into Dak Dak go? <laughs> yeah, yes. that's what I mean. Tournament I still need to organise. Yes. <laughs> but if we, if we, if we, we said between Christmas, yeah, but if we said between Christmas and Dak Dak go, we'd create a an army for it and we can talk about it every you know of the progress and it's 25 points a, or whatever it is a would be or it'd be 50 points a month wouldn't it mm-hmm. built and painted battalions oh oh don't do it oh god but honestly they're, they're sitting in the box they have motorcycles why would i not do italians that's true you have got the stuff to go for it so all right that's one of the what would you do, what would you do i've got i i'm not sure i do actually i I guess I'd do Americans. I'd get my late war Americans painted up, but just use them for mid-war in the meantime. Fez giggles in Lance, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Can, <laughs> can, can, Americans, really nice. can Americans have captured 25 pounders? <laughs> uh, no, but you can have mm, no. the best air support in any Flames of War. Oh, P-40, yes. Those 50 cows are absolutely brutal. <laughs> the thing is, though, so, no, go, go. I was going to say, Thunderbolts have have the same armament. Yeah, they don't feel anywhere near as good as the P40s. Because they're late war. And and the terror of mid-war was the Marders. That's true, actually, yeah. Marders aren't so fierce in yeah. late war. Mid-war's an armoured... Mid, uh, yeah, the Marders and armoured cars, which would, you know, dick around in cornfields, being like, ha, 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 you can't hit us. Ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. And the P40s turn up and go, right, you hit them. Four, I've got four, three shots each. Well, actually, yep. your armor's rubbish compared to my 50 cal, and oh, now everything's on fire, run away. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, I don't even need to destroy you at that point. I just need to bail you out all over the place. Yep. I might, I might regret this, but I've got the um, it's my US um rifle company, Ooh. armored rifle company, was I was going to do for mid-war. Yeah, with the awesome 37 mil gun. Yeah, but gun. I non-existent Italian armor. Well, no, I think that'd be that'd be nice. Let's look at that then for mid-war because I think that'd be quite nice to do another. Because we did it. When was the last time we did it with like the Patriots stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. We did kind of do one with the Team Yankee stuff as well, which because of COVID, it kind of fizzled out. Oh, yeah, Damn COVID, COVID. COVID killed that. And we got we got a tournament to aim for, so we could. Com- it's committing you to a list already as well, Eddie. Nice. That you've got Italians. one. Then yeah, but the, you got then got to take you know get everything painted and and done. I've got my feathers. I've got some lasagna. I'm good. There you go. Darren Hyatt asks, "Is it pronounced?" Bulge US or Bulge Us? Uh, Hughes Army needs to uh, needs to know with Hughes Bulge Army. Bulge Us. <laughs> you and Hughes, you and who's Canadians? They pronounce things funny, eh? Um, <laughs> can you build us some lists envisioning the US Army with deep reserves? The army needs to be capable of winning the campaign in the book, but cannot include more than one battle tank unit with front armor four. I mean, just like front armor six Shermans are peak performance. You know, I would say that my 32 Sherman list is better than a Piet Wilding University carrier. It's a bold statement. Contentious. Let's get the arguments. How, how many Piet Wilding Universal carriers? Well, how many can you actually get? Because that would be the best. 
Well, okay. um, so let's assume you can get two rifle for a hundred points. Let's assume you get two rifle formations in in the army, um, each of which then has four universal carrier patrols, each which has three universal carriers, each which can appear. Oh my gosh! So there's a lot of pits. So they're a point each, aren't they? Is that more than thirty-two? Uh, no, no. Well, well, no, there's twelve. You can take twelve in a formation, can't you? Because it's four fours. Yeah. But can you take the four? How many can you take in a rifle, a motor rifle? Because the motor rifles are slightly cheaper, I think, as in the basic platoons that you have to take. We'll have to work it out. So the best, the best bulge U.S. Army for deep reserves is twenty-four Piet armed Universal carriers from the British D-Day book. Just take a right? Yeah. So was the question how? What's the best units to have in deep reserve? Yeah. No, to, to, to get around the fact that you can only have front armor four up deep reserves oh easy 21st panzer sorry i didn't even think about that where you got all the hotchkiss arm <laughs> stuff which is front armor too yeah but i don't think you can take i don't think the bulge you can take 21st panzer yeah doesn't unless matter your, unless your name is coxer no 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 the, the answer is always 21st <laughs> panzer i'm sorry I, yeah i mean deep reserve panzer. that's going to be like the u.s engineering company right no what about the um oh no because the the M18 suffer, don't they? Because they've got that. They thought about that. Rule. One, didn't they? Yeah. Dan, Dan's already headed us off there with that one, unfortunately. Yes. Yep. Engineering formation. Yeah. Probably the engineering. Yeah. It probably is actually because you got Rocket bazookas company. and HMGs all. Yep. And the the mine yeah. kind of stuff. And then you just have one. I don't know. What would you have? Pershings? No. Pershings are a trap. Uh, be six mil. Easy eight company. Uh, easy eight platoon with their jumbo in. What to get a single dice? Formation, a single dice so reserve. Single dice reserves, and then you have 60 points of just infantry, bazooka wielding, not running away, machine arms, crazy. Well, as, the, uh, just thinking about the, the Battle Weary ARP, though, because the Battle Weary ARP stuff's pretty good. I mean, yeah. Any of the infantry is good. I think that engineer company with the, all the extra stuff, because then you just pick the fend, you know, that's going to be the campaign in the book as well. It's thematic. Yeah. Okay. Battle Reserve says, for Team Yankee, and a bit of Flames of War, as the attacker, how do you decide on whether you'd want to gamble for the night fighting rules? Is it worth the risk that you get dawn instead of dusk, or vice versa? Hmm. Have well, you painted uh, team... all your models? So the first question is, do you have two copies of your army, one painted oh, God. with open source lighting and all the muzzles? Because <laughs> if you don't, then you can't take night fighting rules. It's just, it's just the law. I must be, I have seen a Nat Jaeger army where someone did that and it looked absolutely amazing. But I see it done with um, a SAS force for Desert as well, the SAS Rigging Force. Oh, I bet that looked awesome. Mm, I think it's on, it's on the yeah, Facebook website for a while. Yeah. But you do need you do need the appropriate models to replace them. The film rises, you then have to have the fully painted models. I, so I've, see, I've, I've, I've hmm, yeah, go, go on, go on, Lee. No, 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 because you've used your Paris night. But I say, haven't, haven't, done, haven't done the night attacks. I never found it in this version as being all that useful. It seems to just because it unless your for unless your force is part of the formation, it can't leave the reserve. It can't leave the um, yeah. setup. No, obviously I go all Paris. No, all airborne anyway, so it's not as much a problem for that force. But it it's, it slows down um, your advance. But obviously, again, your infantry pace isn't that much impeded by it. Um, so, I mean, if you yeah, so if you got an infantry force, an all infantry force, and you want to throw a you want to throw like a, a curveball, it might be worth doing because you probably won't be affected by negatives as much as the opponent will. 
and it's we're yeah. attacking with what might look at on the paper a defensive force so someone might but the thing is you can only do it in missions where they're minefields so it's kind of a it's a real situational thing at best anyway yeah i i think as well it's less important in team yankee because of everything's got bloody thermal sites as well yep. yeah so i don't know I, I don't know how much difference it makes so the thing yeah, is right. thermal, thermal still have to roll to see how far they can see at night yeah so it can, if you're facing an army with thermal, like um, if you're a Soviet player versus an American force, it can buy you something. But um, I always, I just don't think it buys you enough to make up for all the other penalties of moving slower, having your own shooting degraded. Because ultimately you got to get do, you got to shoot the enemy sooner or later, and they're going to be harder hit because it's night, and they're not going to have the same penalty back at you. Yes, yes, they got a roll for range, but one. But when you start shooting, they don't have to do it anymore. And then they're thermal, means they don't have to worry about the whole um, penalty to hit. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's it, it does slow the game down a little bit as well because you are rolling a lot, and you have to remember you also have to keep track of what has and hasn't fired. Yeah. So from memory, that's a bit of a pain in the, the butt, and that's another excuse to make some counters up, Eddie. Just saying, yes. if you're getting some. So it's re- recording stuff that has fired because you don't. Have, I don't think you have to roll for that, do you? If you're shooting at something that has fired, you don't have to roll to see it. No, but Flames of War, Battlefront do do the muzzle burst tokens. Do they? Yeah, it's little, little, it brought out with Nat Jaeger, little muzzle flash tokens you can put down the unit that shoots, so you don't remember not to have them. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if they, are they still making them. If they're not, that might be a bit of a. Who knows pain. anymore? COVID's eating yeah. half the country, so. Yeah. I haven't seen them for a while. I think the. the would you change? Is a question. Would you change? Would you change your stance to try and get night fighting or access to night fighting? Well, you've got uh, to have an attacking force, right? If you're doing. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't you need a minefield? You need a scenario of minefields to a night attack, don't you? The thing is, that requires your opponent to go on a defensive stance. It's quite hard to force it because it requires your opponent to cooperate to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, unless you go defensive and then you try and get the minefields. What? I Are see, you... but oh, yeah. but but your opponent still has to choose to attack at night. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> what? It's, it, 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 it feels like one of those things that I think to if you're banking on it happening, I don't think you can reliably do it. Hmm. Uh, Martin Turner says, my question for debate, is there any point in field artillery anymore in Flames of War? With the lower cost of self-propelled artillery and the cheapness of mortars and dedicated anti-tank assets, there seems to be little reason to put artillery units into the lists. And this seems a growing trend in lists being posted on social media. So have Battlefront made a significant error in the pointing of these unit types? Only for late war. Um, in mid-war. Is it only for late war? Yeah, because mid-war they, they have enough anti-tank to be relevant. I I still don't take 105s. I've got no, them for, for mid-war. Only because the £25 is so good. No, no, I just meant it's so good. good. It's best going to war. In general, if... But if you if you didn't have access to capture the twenty five pounders, I still don't think I'd go. Oh, I really need one hundred fives. I yeah. think they're, they're, it's a bit different. It's like American one hundred fives as well. Like because he is right in a way. It's because the the problem is is the three gun batteries. Yeah. The three gun the three gun um, self propelled version is usually the same cost as a four gun um, towed artillery battery or similar. And it doesn't have the shortcomings of the. Uh, of the, it's, do you know what? It, it, it's purely the being pinned that annoys me. Yeah. If you get an artillery unit pinned, it doesn't, and it doesn't rally. It can do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So the fact that self-propelled one doesn't have that downside, even if it's so, even if you've got a, a three-gun battery and you lose two of them because yeah, your um, stupid 
Warhawk or Kitty Hawks come around and just gun down the other two, <laughs> that one gun can still fire and do stuff. Yeah. Whereas if it was the if it was with a towed gun battery and you've you've got a fifty percent chance of rallying, you're like, oh god, my fourteen point unit here it's just sat there going. Yeah. Like I say, it's just the fact that four one fives is fourteen points, whereas three Hummels is twelve points. Ah, uh, easy. <laughs> I think there is something weird going on there. I think that. that I, Again, I don't know. We can't obviously see what um, the, the, the guys it, at Battlefront see necessarily in terms of points. Is it because they didn't want version 3 Sitzkrieg? Flames yeah, of- but how, does, how does that change with having self-propelled stuff? Because self-propelled dies easier to tank. Mm, if yeah, if thing gets them, yeah, you're right, it does. You're right. Um, Whereas you're dug in, I, you know, it'd be a real pain. I don't know. I mean, for me as well, the problem you've got is the pervasiveness of mortars. And because the artillery is generally better, it means mortars are better. Yeah. And mortars tend to now do what an artillery job does or an artillery unit used to do, but for half the points. That that links back to what a company game should be, in that they put the the big guns in there if you really want them, but they're not optimal. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be too mad about about mortars being more useful, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I say, in a company-level game, it should be what you have as your main artillery. I, yeah. I don't have a problem. I don't, I, I don't mind them being included, and I don't mind the fact that they're quite inefficient for the points cost. I guess, yeah, I guess it might... Well, you say they're inefficient for the points cost. I guess it might be one of those things where they're in there for completeness for when you do play on a 20-foot board. Yeah, oh, range, and when range matters. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, in a normal game, in a normal company-level 100-point game, yes, you should see more mortars than you do massive artillery pieces. However... They're in there, so when you do play on a, a larger um, thematic game, actually at that point they do have a use because the range, that extra two or three foot of range, makes a difference. Yeah, I, I can see that. I do. Boom, solved it. Mm, there is an over uh, cost as well in terms of salvo templates. I think, but um, that's a different question. Yeah, but I think also again that's because we're using cartouches in a game on a six foot board. So I, 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 I just meant back to the metal. Any salvo yes. template. Yeah. Sorry? Any, yeah, any salvo template, but yes, yeah. you're right. Who, who would, you know, who in their right mind would fire cartouches at someone they can see as their troops are going forward to attack it? I mean, just the scale of the game who brainwashed this 100-point tournament slash open game that we lose well, where these things are effective because we're not thinking in their mindset of, oh, actually, you know, like soft skins, like we've been saying, you know, soft skins are useless on a six-foot table. On a 30-foot table, they're, they're I, I, for one, am very glad, though, that you don't see Nebelwerfers everywhere with every German list. Yeah, as he used to, yeah. Auto-include. But maybe... Yep. And what, 100 points or whatever it was that they were. Yeah. They were just West, Wesps are new, are new Nebelwerfer. They are, but then that's because... Wesps they are. are. SS Wesps as well. Ooh, yes. They're the baddies. Um, you, my questions for possible list-building debate. Bulge Americans brings out all the toys. What are some list building ideas for a strong assaulting American list that still has the armoured punch to deal with the inevitable bulge German tanks, but, but can push through the infantry options that are be fielded? Thinking of cheaper German armoured options, Panzerfaust Limited 2, question mark, assault rifles as big challenges to overcome. 32 Shermans. Oh, I knew it's coming. <laughs> 32 Shermans with stabilisers. Just out rushing it. <laughs> it's, it's a good question. Um... I think it depends what the bulge German stuff is going to be like where they go with these costs, what actual options you get. Um, because yeah. if version three is anything to go by, it is the land of the pack 40. 
just get yeah. by so many anti-tank guns and they're so dirt cheap they you have some big you know, might have some big scary tanks at the back but the, the points German old stuff is it's the Panzer like you say the Panzerfaust armed infantry so you sit and go I'm going to build anti-tank so I build all these massive anti-tank guns sorry anti-tank tanks you know, tank hunters and then the guy turns up with just assault rifle armed Panzerfaust 2 40s and you wish you had all your artillery templates from D-Day America. I think that it could be where the American artillery shines as well because from memory the Volksgrenadier stuff they all were vet- reluctant veterans right? Yeah. No. And they've all got art, they've all got um, assault rifles and the assault rifles I think had an 8 inch range yep, so yep. you can keep them pinned and just you can just grind them into dust. That's you don't need if you to go anywhere near a Panzerfaust. I mean, that's the yeah which you should, you should. It should, you should be the nice leveler between the rock paper scissors list see i'm thinking um, I'm, I'm thinking u.s rangers backed up by some cheap artillery backed up by some sherman crocodiles oh that sounds brutal sherman crocodiles what the four in western europe yep three of them yeah nice <laughs> why rangers oh because there's hit better in assaults an alternative yeah, alternative would be go like um 29th infantry division with the flame the flamethrower card you can get for it in the d-day book yes. run up him with a flamer, charge in, stab him in the face. Yeah, their assault rifles never get a shot off. Nice. Well, the short assault rifles would be rate of fire one if they pin, won't they? Yeah. Yep. It's the big, the big with them. Well, they're they're not gonna. I I always thought it was quite difficult for Germans to attack with the box grenadier stuff because once it got pinned, it was difficult to get it moving again. Yeah. Or he went and then it doesn't dig in, and then it just gets, dies. Well, you're trying to come to veteran ones or at points to try and do anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's going, to be, that's going to be interesting because I think the German stuff is still going to be pricey, isn't it? Yeah. It's still going to be, it's not going to be cheap. It'd be cool, though. Limited two pounds of house is going to be interesting. If it's a thing, we don't know for sure it is going to be. Yeah, or, yeah. or unlimited pounds of house. All the pounds of house. Yeah. You get a pounds of house. You get a pounds of house. The country chair, you've all got pounds of house. <laughs> and finally, then, Scott de Couture asks a 60 point Paralyst HQ, two pounds. Tunes, four mortars, four seventy-five mils, four six-pounders, and four and gammon bombs. Do you attack, defend, or manoeuvre? Always attack. Um, Always attack. Give them gliders. Shut up on that up. I, I would be tempted to drop one of the mortars and the one of the seventy or one or either of the mortars or seventy-fives as well. Because you've got two artillery units there, and just get some more paras. What's better than two platoons of paras? Three platoons of paras in a glider yeah. heading for Pegasus Bridge at an hour before day. Yeah, but don't do Husky. Don't do Husky if you're an American glider. American glider? No, you're on a British one. Um, yeah, you don't so want to be an American glider. I actually kind of agree with Dung Sayer because well, well, there wasn't much of a performance difference between mortar and 75. The 75 is just basically a longer range mortar in yeah. terms of its stats. Yeah. So either you go with that to get the range think, or you go this, or you like say you say some points to go to mortar, but I wouldn't have both. No, I would be tempted because you didn't you have the two um, HMGs. Yep. You can get the HMGs into fire a barrage if you really want to, and they're like three points, I think, for two of them or something stupid. So exactly, yeah. if you really want to get an extra one in, they're probably a better bet than. The... Well, the seventy fives are really expensive as well. From memory, I think they're like twelve, 12 points, points, maybe yeah, twelve point for four. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're and they're, they're not dual purpose because they're eighty, they're eighty six. Heat, yeah. So <laughs> they're a, yeah, they're a bit um. Well, they're better than nothing. If all you've got is a Lee Enfield. Um. <laughs> but yeah, always attack though. Always attack. Yeah. Lee's right. If you're not attacking with Paris, yeah, Paris, it's guard, and it's all gone slightly wrong. Um, 
and offers our answers. So we are on to event news. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners, Craig Ewan, has written in and let us know that uh, is a Flames of War Northern Ireland operation over by Christmas, which is going to be the 28th of November at the Whitehead Community Centre in Whitehead, Northern Ireland. The Late War Escalation Tournament, which sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, for more information, people can search for Flames of War Ireland on Facebook. So if you're in uh, in Northern Ireland or anywhere near an airport and can fly to Northern Ireland and have that cash to go play in a Flames of War tournament on the 28th of November, an escalation tournament, give that a look. Did he, did he mention what the escalation is? I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to Google now because I like the idea of that. But if you search for Flames of War Island on Facebook, I'm sure it will come up. I've just done that and I'm looking now. And uh, yeah, I'm looking now. Escalation. I'm intrigued. Uh, whilst uh, Duncan looks things up on the internet, Salute 2021 will be yeah. the 13th of November, which is like super soon. Uh, I'll be there with Anarchy Models. So if you uh, are going to Salute and want to come and uh, say hello, you're more than welcome to. I'll be sitting there trying to sell some stencils. Don't think I'll have any of my decals there. So I think I'm saving that for later on at Warfare 2021, which is at the of course, on the 28th of November. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to print any of the new designs out. Uh, and then obviously we have Dat Dat Goes Forth in February 2022 at Dice Lee in where I will now be playing Mid War Italians and the other two boys will be yeah. or, um, Americans. Yeah. Must be. Mighty Germans. <laughs> Might be British. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I still have to bring Italians, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, right. you're committed. Yeah, yeah. I committed. Everyone heard, Eddie. Everyone heard. Everyone heard. All three people have heard. Um, the events we have. There you go. Nice, nice to see some extra ones coming in. So yeah, we've got any, any more events happening in the UK, or indeed anywhere in the world. Just give us a shout, and we will. Um... Yeah, more than happy to let the three people that listen to the podcast. Act. We are big in Canada. We are big in Canada. Big, big in Ireland now. Oh, by the sound of it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, we're get, slowly getting closer to our, the island that we're on. What, France? Yeah, <laughs> France. Should we scoot and shoot? We should. Yeah. And tonight's dice is another Dice of War custom dice, I believe. Um, three crowns. Actually, it might be Sweden. I keep looking at this thinking it might be Sweden. It's a blue dice with three yellow crowns, like a triangle that shape. is Swedish Air Force. Could be. Um, yeah. If only the Swedes were in Team Yankee, wouldn't that be nice? Um, what do you think? What do you think they would be in Team Yankee? I'm going to oh, guess five they... up. I want to pass. Oh, five conscripts, up. aren't they? I'm... Yeah. But, they can't, but the no, thing is, they're kind of like they're not, they're not going to be that bad, are they? So no. If you make anything other than a five up, we're going to fail. So five up. It's a three. There you go. See, we failed. <laughs> <laughs> God, I get that logic. What was that all about? <laughs> what happened? Blinkity <laughs> miss it. The yeah. Outbreak of a podcast you've been listening to was shooting scoot. Plays a World Podcast from the team of Rachel Assault and Code UK. I was body by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and many failed shooting scoot roles. There's another one. I, I just remember, like, no I got a whole bunch of PSC Panzer threes and Panzer fours that were sort of semi-assembled to replace all my old broken-up metal and resin <sighs> and sack stuff. So I've got all my Herman, uh, Herman Goering stuff. Basically, yeah. When you figure out there's a whole load of armies that you could have taken. Oh, oh. <laughs> Americans.